and good afternoon, Xbox Nation. Welcome to this week's new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. And I'm back on camera. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Two weeks of COVID-19 really kicked my rear. And I have an old man beard. You can't really see the reason why, because obviously we have a big panel. And originally I wasn't going to do any footage and just get our, all of our beautiful faces on the screen. And I might might do that at some point. But uh, yeah, I'm back, back on camera. Uh, I'm feeling a lot better. Mrs. Boom and I are, we're, we're, you know, we're still on the struggle bus a little bit, but we will get there eventually. Folks, we have an, an unbelievable show for you today. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, breaking news. Phil Spencer is a gamer and he wants to play God of War. Uh, shocking. But I apparently it was shocking so much that IGN wanted to what write an article about it, make a big deal over it, which is embarrassing and typical IGN at their finest. Um, then we're going to break down some of the uh, big numbers coming out of the uh, 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 the call with Satya Nadala and investors. Uh, and folks, uh, Xbox is making grounds, especially here in the United States, where Three consecutive quarters, they have outdone PlayStation. Now, some people are going to poo-poo that by saying that there are no PlayStations available. And, uh, you know, and if, if you want to you ride that train, that's fine. Uh, I, I, I think that uh, maybe you can't walk to your local Walmart or Target and find a PlayStation 5, but there are ways to get it. I know people, plenty of people getting it. So I don't think they're just winning because... because uh, Sony can't get the consoles out there. I think people are actually choosing Xbox because, well, it's a great console, it's a great platform, and you do get a, an unbelievable value when you're looking at $70 games for Sony versus Xbox Game Pass and $15 per month. And once we get to the middle of the show, uh, folks, the last hour of the show is going to be uh, about what has recently sparked an unbelievable debate within this community. Uh, some uh, Obviously, the uh, Brazilian uh, documentation has come out regarding the ABK deal has been made public. It's been put on Reddit. A lot of people have had a lot of things to talk about and say about it, specifically Sony. Uh, and I have a lot to say about Sony. Uh, I have to say that them playing uh, the, the victim here is pathetic. Uh, and I'm going to break down why I think that is. I, I just think at this point, they, sh they, they should not throw stones considering that they live in a glass kingdom. Uh, but listen, let's get into the introductions. There's a lot, to, a lot of people here today. Um, I'm super stoked to have this big panel because a, a couple of weeks in a row we haven't had Pong and Mav and even Boxenberger. And uh, it's it's you know we we have like I said we have a stack panel and I can't wait to get into it. Let's start with uh, 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 Umbra, who is not really feeling one hundred percent, but is still here for your entertainment. Umbra, how the hell are you, man? Ah, uh, it's a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> not the greatest, boom. Unfortunately, as we were talking, I I feel the brother may have caught the old the old. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It just might be the case. I'm not yeah. too sure. I'm gonna get tested after this, uh, the show. If, see if I can make it through it. I'm not feeling the greatest, but I do want to chop it up with you guys today. So I'll be around. Well, we're we're happy to have you, brother. We hope that we hope that maybe it's just a cold. You know, I mean, right away it's it's we all we all think the worst. Hopefully, it 
maybe it's a flu maybe it's just a cold maybe it's not yeah the worst uh and uh hopefully that in fact is the case but we definitely appreciate you being here pong soul my brother man <laughs> he and steel rain just delivered in the biggest way this past saturday on living split screen and of course being that the show was length as three to four hours it really helped me out yesterday as i was you know cleaning the house and breaking down the room you know it's like, pong how you feeling brother you had a lot to say about some of the topics we we're talking about, I want you to re- reiterate some of your points. So, how you feeling? I'm feeling great, Boom. Uh, great to be back. It has been far too long, brother. First of all, shout out to you and Mrs. Boom for getting Thank better. Uh, so good to hear that. Uh, obviously, that's the first thing. But uh, no, I've missed being on here. Look at all my brothers returned too. We got Box. We got Mav. We got Umbra. We got 64. Josh. And, of course, we got Daniel McGee as well. What a hell of a panel you got going on this morning, Boom. So uh, happy to be here. We do have a lot to talk about. Steele and I had a lot to say. Mav and I had a lot to say last week. So we're going to continue that trend today on Xbox Factor Podcast. Great to be here, Boom. Thanks for having me again, brother. Oh, thank, thank you, brother, for the well wishes. And, of course, and, and your and your gracious return. Boxenberger. When, when is the next video coming out? Because I know you, you're probably, you can't wait to get into it. And of course, you got your show coming up this week that I know mm. is going to be a good one. How are you feeling, man? Welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me. Good evening from Germany. Um, no, I'm excited for the show. I'm glad Pong and Mav are back. I uh, missed those uh, gentlemen the last two weeks. So yeah, I can't wait. Uh, we have an awesome show coming up. And about the videos, yeah, people have been asking me. Um, actually, there are two things that come together right now. Um, first is the new job, uh, taking up way more time <laughs> to get mm. adjusted to that than I thought it would. Uh, and the other thing is, there's really not uh, enough news. Um, I don't get into the console wars, so I'm not doing the usual uh, Sony hates PlayStation, uh, Sony hates Xbox videos or so. And other than that, we don't have any news. So yeah, I'm just waiting for for something. I'm I'm actually excited about to make a video about, and uh, I hope that this will happen soon. I have a feeling because uh, we have game show season starting up again. We have a lot of shows coming in August now, and I can't wait to get all the news. So yeah, it's gonna be exciting. Yeah, well, I mean, again, we are coming into game shows for the remainder of the year. You got the Tokyo Game Show. You got Gamescom yeah. coming up. There's a lot. There's, there's certainly a lot to get into for sure. Uh, N64 Josh, or as he's known by many, Mr. TikTok. What's going on, brother? How you feeling? What is up? So glad to be here. What a massive panel. Man, I cannot wait to talk about all the topics. Just so, so stoked. So stoked. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to get into it, we're, and we're going to have a good good time talking about it. This is going to be a solid two-hour show. we got a lot to get into, uh, but appreciate you being here, Josh. Mav making his return. What's up, brother? How How's you feeling? Going? I jumped into the chat the other day while you and uh, uh, Pong were chatting it up on PM in the PM. How you feeling? Uh, doing good, man. Uh, it's been a while. Boom. How, how yes, are you sir. doing? Uh, more, more so is a good question because, you know, you're – You've been having COVID, but you're feeling better now. So, uh, you hundred percent yet? Nah, not not even close. Not yet. Uh, I'm 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 I'm, I'm probably cooking at eighty percent. Mrs. Boom right is probably around the same thing. Poor Mrs. Boom lost her sense of smell and taste. It came oh, back, man. and then she lost it again. So, where you know the doctor assures us that it's going to uh, it's going to come back. Uh, you know, but you know it's yeah. just it's just annoying. 
Well, I'm glad to be back, Pong. Is, uh, boom. Sorry, I got Pong in my mind because I was, uh, <laughs> I was just messaging him a second ago. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I'm look, looking forward to the show. This You got the whole whole group here, man. This is absolutely amazing. It's good to talk to Boxenberger again, Josh, Daniel, Umbra, everybody, uh, and, and Pong. It, you know. But yeah, we're going to have some fun, guys. This is going to be a Thanks, fun man. show. <laughs> hey listen Mick, daniel mcgee brother welcome back man uh hopefully you're doing well and uh i know you're gonna have a lot to say about this how you feeling feeling good we got some good topics today i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be a fun show yeah it, it certainly is and uh listen let's, let's let's get right into it let's rip the band-aid straight off folks uh I want to get into uh, uh, a topic that Pong, and I'm going to go to you first on this because you had a lot to say uh, on Saturday with Steel Rain on Living Split Screen uh, regarding uh, Phil Spencer. Uh, obviously, Phil, Phil, Phil Spencer is uh, obviously uh, the head of Microsoft Gaming. Uh, when they announced the uh, Activision Blizzard deal, he was given this new position where he is going to be running all these studios, you know, atop the tower of, uh, you know, Ed, Ed Redmond. And uh, we know that it's in good hands. But one of the things that we have to say that many gamers, including myself, love about Phil Spencer, Pong, is the fact that he is one of us. Uh, yes, he's probably making six figures, maybe even more per year. Yes, he is the head of Microsoft Gaming. But at his core, uh, he is a gamer and he plays games. And he's not shy about telling you he does that. He's not shy. He doesn't lock his account behind uh, anyone's eyes. If you want to see what game he's playing, you go to Xbox Live and you can you can see it. Well, uh, some controversy came out of a tweet that he did, which I again found to be ridiculous. Uh, and uh, you and again, you guys you guys touched on it. And I want to touch on it today because it kind of bothered me a bit. Uh, guess what, folks? Breaking news: Phil Spencer wants to play God of War. Well. Apparently, that's breaking news because IGN, which is notorious for taking shots at Microsoft, uh, it's what they do. It's they have become, I, I, like I said, I, I think of IGN as like the inquirer. Like when you're going to pay for your groceries, the rag that's over there that says about, you know, mom bangs alien and eight headed baby comes out. That, that's <laughs> IGN to me. Um, and that's how that's what they have become. Uh, I, I, I used to respect them. I used to, you know, pay the 30 bucks a year to keep the lights on when I was a huge fan of Ryan McCaffrey and that crew over there. And something changed with that publication. I don't know if they got too big for themselves, but they have aligned themselves clearly with Sony. And that's fine. That's who butters their bread, so whatever. But uh, Pong, to go out of their way to write a story about Phil Spencer simply saying publicly that he wants to play God of War was preposterous. Uh, I, I, want to, I want you to reiterate, if people missed the show on Saturday, what your feelings on it because you you were you were a bit fired up well 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 we are just back to normal garbage bullshit bs excuse me from uh the journalists uh quote unquote journalists of the mainstream video game media uh this is why shows like this and all the podcasts are blowing up uh, because people are sick and tired of this nonsense. If you've got nothing else to write about, then what is well known throughout the industry that Phil Spencer is, as you stated, boom, a gamer at heart, a gamer. Yes, he so happens to also be the head of one of the biggest 
you know, publishers in the industry, one of the biggest game companies in the industry, but that does not change the fact that the man enjoys gaming. That's why he's here. We have some in power like Jim Ryan, who I think we can all agree does not look, sound, appear to be a gamer. He even looks goofy wearing a headset for God's sakes, okay? The man is a businessman. And yes, that's okay too. You can have businessmen in charge and then they can have people surrounding them that are gamers that understand what it's like to be us on the other side of the screen holding a controller. But Phil happens to be one of those rare breeds that was a gamer from the start. Right. Happened Worked to choose his way up to as it from, from from intern to head no. of Microsoft Gaming. CEO of Microsoft <laughs> Gaming. He just so happens to be a rare breed that happens to be like that. But guess what? It's it doesn't stop there. Guess what? People who develop games and publish games, a lot of them are actual gamers. And guess what? They don't ascribe to the ideology that there is a plastic god and that whoever they work for is the only games that they can enjoy right that's not what it's about to be a gamer and phil is through and through that guy so the simple fact that he comes out and he was responding let's let's not forget this isn't phil just showed up one day for an interview and said hey by the way i want to talk about my excitement for god of war that's not what this was he was responding directly to a tweet that was put out by xbox the main official account that was trying to get engagement going. They had the list yeah, of questions. It, it, it's funny, Punk. I have that right in front of me. And let me let me yep. put out what what the official Xbox Twitter asked. So people are if you if you missed it, if you if your ears not to the floor, what happened very simply was uh, Xbox put out a tweet, and this was the listing of what they asked in this tweet. First game, last game played, first game played, favorite game of all time game you played the most right now uh game you play game game you want to play next and first game that you'd show a caveman now phil spencer i just want to reiterate pong's uh point here this is what he had to say in this tweet and, and this again this is the official xbox phil spencer twitter account he says first game that he played ever was pong the last game that he played was road 96 His favorite game of all time, and he's talked about this publicly, Robotron 2084, twin stick shooter from way, way back in the days. He said the game that you're playing the most right now, Forza Horizon 5 Hot Wheels, game you want to play next, God of War Ragnarok. First game you'd show a caveman, he says Luminis, a perfect mix of uh, mechanics, music, style, and replayability. And that is where this IGN and criticism from many others in the industry and many others within the gaming community came from. Pong, please continue. Yeah. So instead of celebrating that somebody that high up has not lost the passion for gaming, instead of celebrating that somebody who is actually running a gaming company understands what it means to be a gamer, not of just one you know, ecosystem, even though some people have to due to budgets or whatever the case may be, but all of us that are gamers through and through enjoy content from all over the spectrum. And Phil is no different. Instead of celebrating that, they just 
buy right into the console narrative again because they know it's going the console war narrative i should say because they're going to go ahead and get clicks out of this again this is what's happened to journalism quote unquote these days it's no longer about writing interesting articles or maybe finding something that you know Maybe calling Phil up and saying, hey, Phil, what are you excited about, about God of War? What you got coming up? None of that garbage. We're just going to run with a Twitter uh, response that he made because, oh, my God, my CEO of Microsoft Gaming wants to play a PlayStation game. Oh, my God, a PlayStation (laughs) game that so happens to be what a lot of people no matter who, what they mainly play on, considered to be one of the best games. It's going to be a follow-up to one of the best games of last generation in God of War 2018. A reboot of an already successful franchise. Oh my God, Phil Spencer wants to play the follow-up. They didn't write this. They didn't write a article or even put out a statement when Corey Barlog came out earlier and talked about how he was excited for Starfield. Yep. They didn't do that. And again, nope. I know Corey Barlog's not on the same level company-wise as Phil Spencer is, but Corey Barlog's a big name in this industry. They didn't make Indeed. any tweets about that. This is garbage. And again, it's not just IGN. There was more articles written about this. There was gamers within this community on both yep. sides holding spaces, for God's sakes, asking if this is okay that Phil Spencer comes out <laughs> and says, and my God, did. that he's excited to play a game. They did. And, and you know uh, something, Pong? Umbra, I just want to jump in for a second because, th- listen, the, the Xbox community is not abolished from this. There were several people in there that started spaces. How dare Spencer go and say he wants to play God of War? Maybe he should get his own ship in order and release a first party. (laughs) Like, are you freaking kidding me? They sure did, unfortunately. Uh, I was just going to say the thing that I heard that just shocked me, though. Pong said that there is no plastic God. You telling me plastic Jesus doesn't exist on the PS5, Pong? No, no, sir. No, sir. No, not definitely not. I'm devastated right now. I just want you to know that I'm going to take a knee. (laughs) I feel like you just revealed to the world that Santa doesn't exist or something. Yeah. You know, you'll be telling me that. I know. I know, right? This is shocking news. Again, this is on the same level as finding out that Santa Claus isn't real, finding out that Phil Spencer wants to play another game on a competing console. Oh, my God. Heaven forbid. Could you could you imagine what uh, IGN would have said if, like, Starfield was still slated for this year and he yeah. said that? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh good God, man. I saw Look, somebody, man, you way, know. somebody said that, by the way. They said, I yeah. said uh, <laughs> it would have been Starfield if it was most anticipated if it came out this year. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's stuff's ridiculous, right? I mean, it is. It's out of control. It's ridiculous. But shout out, like you said, boom, to other people jumped on this. Uh, shout out to In Exile, who has one of the best social yeah. media managers They're out great, there. Man, they, they are they, really good. They came out and made an extremely sarcastic tweet of basically saying, "Shocking news: Gamers want to play games um, after this." And then, obviously, shout out to Ed Boone who also came out and said, I want to play Street Fighter VI. Um, This should not be news. This should not be spaces worthy. This should not even be debatable. This should be celebrated. The fact that we can hop on Xbox, on our Xboxes, at at almost any given time, and you can go through your friends friends list, if you friended Phil, and you can see him actually playing games, and that's... 
that should be just, oh my God, this is so great that we have somebody like this in charge of one of the most powerful gaming companies in the world. Again, there's nothing wrong with being a simple businessman like Jim Ryan. Nothing wrong with that. That's a big part of things as well. Right. But the fact that Phil is that face of Xbox and that he truly is one of us, if everything ended tomorrow, if Xbox folded shop tomorrow, Bill would still be out there playing games because that's he sure who would. he is. And there, it, that is something special. Again, it's a rare breed. So, again, this was just ridiculous. Uh, but, again, it, go, it falls right in line with the IGN stuff. This is, again, keep doing your thing, main mainstream journalists. Keep doing your thing. You keep pushing people to YouTube. You keep pushing people to us as passionate people who just love the industry for what it is. And we aren't getting paid to write nonsense or to speak nonsense. People keep coming to us for the real talk and the yes. real discussion because of things just like that. It's ridiculous. It's over the top. It's nonsense. It's clickbait. That's all it is at the end of the day. And it's becoming just garbage after garbage article coming out of these sites. And that's where we come in to give you guys real talk. Yeah. And that's good stuff. And as a matter of fact, uh, you know, a, a small history of Mr. Boomstick, uh, who used to subscribe to all of the mainstream media. And in 2014, they took a turn where they started going against Xbox. Now, again, I, I own all three consoles, and I play, like, I'm playing Stray on the PlayStation 5 right now. Does that make me a pony? Does that does it make me a bot? Because I'm, I, I'm looking forward to jumping back and playing, uh, you know, the uh, Forza a DLC. You know, does it make me a Nintendo nerd because I play uh, Animal Crossing every night with the missus? No, I'm a gamer. I like games. But, look, uh, let, let's bring in Boxenberger. This This... This once again proves the uh, the arrogance of IGN, and, and I've said this before, and I kind of wish that that Microsoft would, would would hold them accountable for this kind of nonsense. Because you know, again, you didn't see anyone writing uh, you know hit pieces when Corey Barlog uh, said that he wanted to uh, play. He, he's super stoked to play uh, Starfield. Right, you didn't see IGN writing a hit piece. No, it just was like, "Hey, he wants to play Starfield." No one cares. Well, you know what? Wh why? Because Phil Spencer holds a, a slightly higher position than him. So what? They're gamers. Uh, what? What are your thoughts on this? Uh, again, it's just this is this is more rhetoric for IGN, and they just show their hand. One, uh, you know, uh, of, of being just a, a publication that is not professional. Yeah, um, I mean, a lot has already been said. It is ridiculous. It just shows what IGN has become over the last years. Um, it's ridiculous to make this even an actual topic. Um, I haven't seen any articles um, about Corey Barlock saying he wants to play Starfield, like you said. I have not even seen proper articles about the entire Sony Brazil statement um, from yesterday. It is just, you know... They pick and choose what they want to write about. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, that's a, that's really the thing. I mean, I, I get it. Um, on a global scale, the, the, the Sony is uh, the slightly more popular uh, platform, but uh, that doesn't matter that you should report it like one-sided like that. Um and honestly, that's that's actually the reason um, why smaller creators such as yourself and a lot of uh, uh, of us here on the panel um, have the success success that we have because there are the gamers out there that are just sick and tired of this 
one-sided reporting, um, yeah. mixing of personal opinions with facts and um, leaving um, important things out of the conversations. And yeah, uh, that's that's just why um, um, creators like ourselves um, are getting more popular, um, smaller creators, because uh, they... They don't play by the same rules like and uh, like these these uh, ridiculous outlets like IGN. So yeah, uh, I'm um, on on the matter itself. I don't have much to say. It's just sad to see uh, that the biggest gaming outlet there is um, has become such such a thing. So yeah, um, but what else is there to say? No, no, no. You you you've knocked it out of the park. Listen, N64, Josh. You know. Uh, With me, uh, I didn't know YouTube really existed the way it exists today. I found that out in 2014. And then after, you know, tuning into podcasts, you know, that, that, you know, that people were doing, I, 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 I found my way onto um, Mooch's show uh, on Crossfire. I spent three, three years there, um, or two years there. And uh, then I, I cre created my own channel. I created my own, my own brand. And it was because of the way the media was one-siding things. So everyone that has said something about, you know, about pushing, uh, you know, uh, the gaming community, the average gaming com uh, community member that likes games for games and doesn't like the, you know, console war nonsense, it does push that audience towards us. And, and you know something? Let them keep doing it because I, there is going to come a point people are going to get tired of it. What, what are your thoughts on the story with Phil Spencer actually wanting to play God of War? Big deal or nay? So I'm going to – I may be I may be in the minority here. But what if what if, what if articles like that are, are more meant to bring us together than, uh, than, than, than separate us? Meaning like – They're kind of letting everybody know that, like, look, games are games. Like, if the president of Xbox is playing PlayStation, it might be okay for you guys to do the same, you know, or vice versa. Like, it's okay just to enjoy games. I don't know. Am I? Am I? Uh, well, it, I mean, anybody coming from my you, head right now? No, like, no. You you bring up a good point, but here's the problem: it the the article wasn't phrased that way, and I none see. of the writing regarding it was that way. Like, oh, look, look. Phil Spencer is excited to play God of War. That's awesome. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't like that. Unfortunately, it was done in a way that was made for people to click on it and, and do what, it, you know, obviously, I, I, again, if you read the article, it seems like it's more motivated towards console separation than togetherness. And it's, a, it's an interesting perspective, Josh. Don't get me wrong. Like, if they had a track record, IGN did, of writing articles about that, I, I would give them the, the benefit, benefit of the, of the doubt. doubt. Yeah, right. absolutely. But, but unfortunately, their track record has never proven that. They're more interested in the clicks, and they know when they write an article like that, they're going to get all sides to come through, and they're going to get a huge, you know, comments they're going to get everything that comes along with it from both sides of the console wars because they do it they they purposely set it up in a way that uh that antagonizes the sides to come forth right and instead of again if they had a history of writing articles like hey we need to knock this stuff off this is all about We're all one big family here in the industry, no matter where you play. That then I would give the benefit of the doubt. But here I just can't. I, I can't do it for them. That's no, I totally I totally get it. I mean, as I mean, as we all know, as we're all creators, 
engagement is is king at this point especially since we create everything for an algorithm right and so uh, i mean that it 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 gets the engagement on social which then is going to drive traffic to the site and that's their ultimate goal so i i totally see what you guys are saying i i mean that's not an article i'm going to ever click on because i don't care. like i think phil spencer's amazing i think he's done an amazing job you know stepping away from all the suits and ties and all the businessmen and everything when it comes to mm -hmm. xbox and it it just seems like he's in the trenches with us i saw the headline and i was like hell yeah you know i'm excited for god of war you know what i'm saying like like that's that's literally like i i don't know you guys probably all know how much con you know the how much content do we consume it's it's relatively small right and it's if we are going to go click an article it's got to be something that that actually has some uh, some meat to it that yeah. we might be able to uh, uh, then bring to our audiences as uh, as you know in an audio form or a video form or whatever the case may be. So um, it, yeah, I mean, I, I can't tell you the last time I even spent much time on IGN. It's just yeah, not me it, either. It, it's and it's and it's. I mean, I've got friends that work there. I mean, I'm friends with Pear Schneider. You know, like it's like it. It, it is what it is. I understand it's a, it's a business and they're just, they gotta, you know, they gotta do their thing or whatever, but like, I don't, I don't have, I don't have time for it. Like mm -hmm. I need, I need, I need like actual meat and potatoes when it comes to, uh, when it comes to my gaming news, not, not something that's an article based on a tweet, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. So let's get Mavin on the conversation and we'll get, uh, the, we'll get, uh, Umbra to throw his final point and, and, uh, Daniel as well. Uh, Mav, uh, are you, were, were you shocked by the IGN article, or is this just par for the course? Uh, par for the course now from IGN. They've pretty much one step away from Kotaku at this point to me. Yep. I mean, they've kind of gone downhill back in the day. I used to love IGN. I used to read their articles every day. I used to listen to all their shows, Podcast Beyond, Podcast Unlocked, all that stuff. And now it's like the biases, in this, especially this last generation, they, it's like this last generation – um the ps4 xbox one they realized what was selling what was working for clicks right and they've just gone full on board to for that and they don't know how to leave that alone now they're so committed to this like certain type of article and dictate stuff that that's the whole yeah. direction that they seem that like they go by now i remember what was it like a little over a year ago when there was a uh xbox event going on and one of the ig and official accounts in the chat was actually talking crap about the Xbox and they got caught from that because they didn't realize they forgot, forgot the log out. Yeah. They forgot to switch over to their personal account. Yeah. And go. then they came out and even Dan Stapleton was like, oh yeah, we've, uh, the people can say what they want to say with our team. And then it's like this generation is not going how I think even a lot of the big time publications thought it was going to. Right. And so you see even more biases, like trying to like little take jabs here and there and, it's just so blatant now, man. And it's just, it's, it's getting obvious now. I understand what Josh was trying to say. And I would love if they made an article like that, right? If they just came out and said, hey, it's awesome. A uh, gaming executive is excited about playing other companies' games, right? But that's not what they do. And instead, they come out with this clickbaity type article insinuating that Phil's more of a fan of that PlayStation games than he is of Xbox games, right? And this stuff's got to stop. Like it breeds, from the journalism down into the community, right? 
when the biggest publication in gaming is what they call themselves starts this kind of conversation, you see the ignorant people out there that just consume this stuff and take it yep. as fact, start spreading it into this negative vitriol where podcasts use it as main talking points of condemning Xbox because their executive actually plays freaking games. Right. And it's like, what the hell is that? I mean, it doesn't make any sense anymore, man. Like, it's not just in gaming media. It's a bigger problem in all of media, right? It's yeah. more about clicks and more about sales anymore instead of integrity about what you're actually covering. I just miss when people actually cared about the stuff that they were actually talking about, right? So if you actually cared about gaming and IGN is the biggest gaming publication out there, period, actually celebrate that instead of have stupid ass conversation, like headlines about this kind of stuff. and. You sit there and you hire people that actually will go on and, and make articles like this. Like if if I was running a huge publication like that, that'd be like a red flag. No, you're not going to publish this article on our site because this is stupid nonsense. But Kotaku showed that it, there's a way with that. It doesn't matter. Integrity doesn't matter. Caring about the uh, love of whatever you're covering doesn't matter at all. It's just about just about clicks. And IGN has gone down that path and it's a shame. Yeah, well, you know, you can't spell ignorant without IGN, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, and uh, let's uh, let, let's get Daniel's opinion. Uh, Daniel, again, not shocking that they did this, but they continue to um, put the spotlight on Xbox when it comes to negativity. And it and it, though it's not shocking, it is annoying to be honest with you. Like I said, I, 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 you never see them do a hit piece on Sony. Now, I get Sony butters their bread, but at some point, Microsoft has to look at this and be like, you know, maybe we shouldn't be giving these guys first looks. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, so I, I kind of agree with Josh, to be honest. It, where it's, I pulled up the article just to, to be sure. It's, it's one of those articles where it's, it's not even, it doesn't even seem like it's worth having been written like it's it's not even 200 words it doesn't really say anything of any value or interest it's it's it, it, i think even it's one of those things where the person who wrote the body of the article is most likely not the person who wrote the headline um because the headlines are usually decided on by a secondary person who just picks something that's going to get the most clicks and i mean that's that's going to get the clicks is saying that xbox is top guy wants to play a, a PlayStation exclusive, but the actual body of the article doesn't really say anything like offensive or, or hateful or anything. It's, it's literally just, Hey, you said he wanted to play this game. And then there's like a thing where they talk about uh, a Twitter interaction that Phil Spencer had had with Corey Barlog at one point where like they were being friendly. Um, so like, honestly, I don't have any problem with the article in and of itself, but yeah, like you said, this is like, an executive or a high-ranking person at a, com at a video game company saying that they wanted to play another person's, like another developer's or console manufacturer's video games, like that's not a new thing. I remember Shuhei was really excited to play Forza Horizon. I'm sure there's other examples. That's just the one that comes to mind. And I don't know if they wrote an article about that. I couldn't find it just now they when didn't. I was looking for it. That's um, the point I was going to make, by the way. <laughs> wow. I'm I'm glad to have stolen from you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, it, and so if they didn't really write an article about that, then like the, the question would just be why. And I think it's because Sony has sort of tricked 
IGN and a lot of people into thinking that Sony is the one that has the power in that relationship, which is not true. It's never been the case. The power is with the press, as it has always been in all of American history. If IGN says something hurtful or, or says something that's their opinion about PlayStation, and then PlayStation throws a temper tantrum and says, oh, you can't play our games anymore, then guess what? PlayStation is then going to miss out on having the largest video game review site not talking about their game until after it comes out. And they'll probably be skewed more negative about it if they were refused to have the codes for it. So... Honestly, I'm, I'm very confused as to why a lot of the articles seem to be skewed more pro PlayStation other than just in terms of getting the clicks like that part. I understand it is popular to hate on Xbox. It is popular to love PlayStation that's starting to switch around. Um, so I understand it on just like a pure SEO way, like level. Um, but it is interesting to see like when that's going to finally switch over because at some point it will. Um, it's just, I don't know. It just seems like it's, it's business decisions being made by somebody above the person who's actually writing the article that just don't necessarily connect with what that person is actually saying. Yeah. Journalism shouldn't be based on search engine optimization. Right. I agree. hundred percent. Like, should be I mean, based on facts. BS. Yes. Like, that, I mean, that's like the primary goal. And you can tell, but with the articles, right? Because the article is basically... The purpose of it is for the headline, and then they barely put anything in some of the articles, right? So you'll have this like eye-catching article name, a headline, and it gets posted all over the social media and everything and and stuff. And then the and then the main body is like two sentences, you know what I mean? Of like just random stupid stuff that doesn't even need to exist, right? This is one of those cases. It's just I think that's why I think that's why I tell you. Yeah, that's the problem with most of these bigger publications these days, that they stop doing actual journalism, investigative yeah. journalism. They just start to report on the news. That's how it, it all started a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And from there on out, of obviously, uh, search engine optimization needs uh, clickbait articles and, and the actual content yeah. is really not important. It's, Google, it's all Google's fault. Yeah, Basically, <laughs> all journalism is editorial now. All journalism is basically yeah. editorial. Yeah. It's, all, based, it's yeah. all opinion based. It's all yeah. feelings. It's all, again, everything that journalism started as supposedly not to be, yeah. except for in specific editorial pieces, that has now become all of it because that's what gets us clicks. That's what gets the emotion. This is why that's... we trust Windows Central with Jez and, and Miles <laughs> right. Dampier. <laughs> right. Get to plug them really quick. No, no, good, good stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but let, let's, uh, you know, uh, great stuff, Josh. Really good stuff. Uh, Umbra, let's get your final opinion on this. We're going to move on to the sales numbers. Xbox keeps winning, but uh, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, just to wrap it up really quick, I think all the, the guys kind of hit it on the head. Uh, it's sensationalism just for the sake of clicks, and they know what they're doing. Even if the guy who wrote that little blurb of a little article thing, whatever you want to call it, because <clears throat> you really couldn't call it an article, whoever wrote that, they knew exactly what the end goal would be. And it's like Danny said, when he stole my <clears throat> point... <clears throat> Uh, Shuhei, and I'll do it again too. <laughs> but Shuhei Yoshida was excited for Forza Horizon Five. Nobody made a, a big fuss about that, so they they purposely did that. I think because they know, just like we know, that Xbox is kind of dry as far as the AAA games coming this year. So they said, okay, well let's highlight this and say, well he's hyped for a PlayStation AAA game, and to make something out of it. And then they'll hype the, they'll hype the hands like they always do. Oh, we didn't mean it like that. That's why I don't give them the benefit of the doubt, Josh. I, I don't believe that 
at all that they didn't know what they were doing. I, I think they knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, listen, it would be great to believe that they would do something nice like that, but unfortunately, that's not their nature, and that's not the business that they're in. Like I said, they are equivalent to the Inquirer, in my opinion, and uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm like I said, I'll die on that hill when it comes to that. But listen, let, let, let's get into uh, topic number two, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and obviously, this is going to be a fired up show, so get ready for a solid two plus hours. Uh, we got some information coming out of uh, VG Charts, uh, who uh, put up uh, an article that I have in front of me regarding uh, Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella in an earnings call with investors. And he stated that the Xbox Series X and S continues to be the fastest selling Xbox generation as it's tracking ahead of the Xbox One, Xbox 360, and the original OG Xbox. He also revealed, though, folks, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, that Microsoft's newest entry into the gaming and the, the the xbox series x and s platform has outdone sony in north america not for three months but for three quarters in a row and this is what he had to say ladies and gentlemen it says in gaming we've sold we've sold more consoles life to date than any previous generation of xbox and have been the market leader in north america for three quarters in a row among next generation consoles uh, and, and obviously, they haven't beaten Switch, but, you know, Switch is not considered next generation because obviously you're still playing in 720p, even though I love it. But listen, uh, Umbra, let's bring you right back into this. This is, you know, this is big news. And this this paints a picture of the tide potentially turning. Uh, remember, uh, 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 Xbox has in the last generation was in third place almost the entire generation they spent in third place. Uh, behind uh, Nintendo and Sony. And you know, again, there's there's some questions, there's some thoughts out there that, oh, Sony's only losing because they don't have the uh, consoles. I even heard someone say it's not fair that Microsoft, uh, you know, has the two SKUs and that the S Series S shouldn't be counted. You know, I've heard things of that. I've actually seen spaces about that, which is, again, preposterous. But what are your thoughts? Is, 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 is the tide turning here in North America for Xbox over PlayStation. Oh, it's not even a question. That's that's a certainty. Then the biggest thing is, and the reason why we know that that is the case, it's not just because of them outselling them for the three quarters in a row. But if you all didn't know, this the Xbox Series X and S is the fastest selling consoles in brand history. Yes. On, on top of that, yep. is now the market leader in North America, the Xbox Series X and S. I don't know if you all knew that. They outsold, they've outsold PlayStation here in America now. Yes. So, <clears throat> you know, uh, I think, I think, uh, or at least for the three quarters. Um, <clears throat> so the biggest thing I think is, and this is without, by the way, any major AAA titles to speak of. So I think the tide is clearly turning. I think the message is getting out there for people to to understand. And that's the, like the whole, it goes back to the whole argument of the $70 game plus or versus subscription i think and people would like to argue against that and say oh you know i want to own my games and so on and so forth it's a whole physical thing people argued about but now we're finding out that digital is king even on playstation side of things you know so <clears throat> i think uh i think the tides are turning and once this abk situation is situated and goes through it's i don't want to say it's over but it, i mean once those games launch into game pass you know 
those Call of Duty campaigns and if Modern Warfare 2 launches into it somehow or if it launches later into it or and Diablo 4 next year, I, I think it's pretty hard to deny, you know, that the Xbox, I think, is going to continue this trend of, of winning these quarters like that here in North America and so on and so forth. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think the tide is turning for sure. And I mean, you see the positivity even sometimes in articles. I know they hate to do it, but they have to give Xbox this, this due credit. They have to say, hey, well, Microsoft did this. Microsoft did that. You know, they can't spin this negatively as much as they would want to, I think. So I think absolutely, absolutely is turning. Yeah, and I absolutely agree. Uh, um, let's bring in Daniel. Daniel, uh, this is this is great news for Xbox. Now, again, all, all you have to do is look at last gen and re- they, they, they got curb stomped, uh, Microsoft, as uh, going up against Sony. It, it, it was two to one. And in places like in, in the UK and, and the EU, it was seven to one. Uh, but Microsoft has figured out a way to not only bring value to the console, but it has also found a way to have two skews of affordability. You want the big boy at 500? It's there for you. You want the, you want the little man at the, at the Series S? It was 300. I've seen it as low as 239 in some places. Uh, there's a good shot that this thing gets, gets dropped down to 250 during Black Friday, maybe even lower. Uh, is this a sign that the times of Sony dominating without any competition or, or, or question regarding Xbox is changing. I mean, yeah, I think that that's, that's pretty much undeniable at this point. It, I'm, Xbox has, like Umbra said, has been winning at least in the North American market for three quarters in a row, which if any of you watching don't know, that's, that's nine months. It's, it's that's the nine majority months, yes. of the time that the new, the, current generation of consoles has been out um which is it's really impressive and then you know you continue to hear stories about xbox managing to outsell playstation even over in japan which is i mean pretty much unheard of like i don't think anyone would have guessed that would happen as consistently as it's been happening uh before the start of this generation so it's i mean it's it's really impressive to to see this happening especially when you consider that the last quarter to two quarters of that they haven't put out like any first party content meaning that they've been doing this almost entirely off the back of the concept of game pass and the availability of their consoles right it's it's that thing where people you know like you rightfully said people want to sort of separate the series x from the series s but the the fact of the matter is the series s is is probably by and large the reason why xbox is doing so well is it's so easy for people to buy like a Series X for themselves and then buy an S for their kids or buy an S for their secondary TV, maybe their bedroom or whatever. The the S is apparently a large portion of why they're doing so well in, in Japan because they they love that. They love the little man, you know? It, there's there's no way around it, right? Is I think that they've just really built up this impressive combination of of tools between the most powerful console, the least expensive console, and then this really great service in Game Pass that, I mean, especially once they get their their studios actually consistently putting out games, which is a, a topic that we've talked a lot about. Um, I think we're going to be in a, in a complete 
changeover from last generation where it's it's going to very quickly become a situation where Xbox is the dominant force. I mean, it already is here in North America. Indeed. And, and once again, rock solid points. Uh, I know I, I know I'm, I'm just looking at the tr- at the uh, uh, the chat. Uh, the guy Counter Strike is obviously a troll. Uh, he, he, he finds his way. He's been coming to the show for a bit. Uh, I, I don't understand why. Obviously, he's an anti Xbox dude. Uh, if you like that Sony that much here, brother, I hear you. Uh, but the constant back and forth of the, with the people in the chat and the, and the throne digs. Look, here's the thing, my friend. We don't want that here, and I don't want that click or view. Uh, if you want to be a d bag, then you continue to do that. I've I've blo- I've, I've timed you out for five minutes. You come back and you continue the same nonsense. I'm just gonna block you. I don't I don't have time for that. And and we have nearly 500 people here. No one here on the Xbox side of things is throwing digs at Sony. Or going out of the way. I mean, like he made a comment that Phil Sp- uh, that that uh, um, when we were talking about Phil Spencer wants to play, um, you know, God of War, and Corey Barlog wants to play Starfield. Instead of celebrating that, what does he do? Oh, Corey Barlog is going to play on his PC, not on an Xbox. Like that's come on. We don't we don't want that here. So just it, it, continue it, and I'm just blocking you. That's straight up because I I I don't. We, no one has time for that kind of stuff. Are you five? Are you are you on the playground? Are you going na 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 to the kid the next door? I, I don't know, but we don't want that here. Anyway, let's continue. Josh, this is great news for Xbox. And like I say, I say it's great news because, like I said, all you have to do is look at how dominant PlayStation was last gen. In some cases, like I said, here in North America, two to one. When you talk about consoles sold worldwide, two to one, it could even be two and a half to one. But Microsoft has done a lot of things differently, a lot of small things to make these great strides. Is this something to get excited about if, if, you're, if you're watching uh, the balls and strikes of the industry? It absolutely is something to get excited about. I mean, when, when all of these companies are healthy, we win, right? And if we didn't have to deal with the, the current state of the world, gaming would be a completely different, like... It would look completely different right now. We probably wouldn't have all of these chip shortages. Yep. We, we, would, we would have games not being delayed as much as possible. And we'd have more people spending time gaming and having a good time than, uh, than having to go at each other's throats over what their favorite plastic box is, you know? So it, it, it's great that, that, that Xbox is, is dominating and, and doing so well because it means it puts... It, it, it pushes Sony to try other things. It pushes Nintendo to try other things. And I know Nintendo kind of plays to the beat of their own drum and they just kind of do their thing on their little, their little outdated tablet, but they're still crushing it. Right. And every for like 40 something months of MPD, it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, that's, that, that, that's great watching them, watching them do their own thing. I, I, it frustrates me to no end that we can't, I, I don't believe we get to accurately see where, where either Sony or Microsoft are at right now because of you can't even you I mean yes you can you, you if you really like you know follow Wario 64 or you know you stay on top of your 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 Twitter accounts and stuff you may be able to get yourself the the console that you want but but I I wonder where everything what everything would look like right now if 
if everybody was able to get the console they want to play the games they want and we we don't really know and it's a it's a it's a frustrating thing for me because i i i wish i wish we were just spending more time gaming and less time having to uh talk about it if that makes sense no 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 that's and, and right you 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 that that's a great point josh i, I wish there wish everyone could get the console they want and unfortunately the times that they were in it's just not that easy the ship shortage is is real uh but like i said microsoft has figured out a way that now xbox series x and s they're on shelves i've seen them in my local target my local walmart they're there I, and people are buying them which is great not so much for the playstation 5 and we don't know why that is we don't know if that's just uh, a yield issue with the chips that we've heard about, uh, you know, and in, 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 in rumors that they, they had a lot failing and maybe they couldn't produce as many. Uh, you know, we've heard Microsoft paid extra money to get more consoles. So I, we, you know, we'll never know until someone actually writes a book. But I, I hope that if you're a gamer and you have you want a PS5, you can find it. Uh, you want an Xbox or a Switch, you want and you could find it. Uh, that's that's what and game on whatever you want to game on. I game on all three on a daily basis like and i really do enjoy doing so um let's see who else who who did i get so far boxenberger let's get your opinion on this brother xbox is winning and uh daniel brings up a great point when you hear three quarters people think maybe three months it's not it's actually nine months and that and they continue again they're not beating switch let's let's, let's make that abundantly clear but no one's beating Switch. <laughs> um, is this good news for Xbox proper? Are people starting to find the brand? And now maybe this generation, like I've said numerous times, you've said this as well, this is going to be a generation where it's going to be a multi-console uh, household. Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic news. It's fantastic news. And imagine if Xbox actually starts to release games because they did yes, all yes. that without any games um no so bangers as the kids say bangers, no bangers. <laughs> <laughs> oh the word to mouth has spread that there's good value on on the xbox ecosystem um i bet game pass is, is the main reason why xbox is performing so well that there's just an incredible value there and overall um well yeah, we always say sales don't matter. It's it's the active user base that actually matters. Uh, but obviously, that goes up along with with sold consoles. So that's really good. And what I've always said uh, is what we all should want is good and healthy competition. We don't want a situation like we had last gen where um, Sony won the entire generation by a margin of two to one uh, in, in certain markets, like here in Europe, even five to one. Yeah. So we, we don't want that. We want to have competition. Um, Sony started this generation by, by increasing, having the audacity to increase the game prices. No one, no game company should have that, that self-esteem to do that. Um they should just fight for our wallets, uh, providing us great games, great value, great services. And um, this is, is one big step that, that brings us that um, Sony has launched their subscription service. And it's arguably not as good as, as Game Pass, but it's still good value. So we're getting there. We're getting there. And uh, when we think about our first topic, yeah, I mean... 
the gaming media will have to adjust their narratives because this this generation, um, especially when Xbox finally finally will have some games to play um, that are exclusive to the platform, um, th th it it will be a juggernaut, and uh, I can't wait to see where we are in like twenty seven, twenty eight when when the next generation starts because. By then, we will have a complete different story in terms of market share. And it, it, it as gamers, we are the ones that are going to benefit from that. So, yeah, I'm excited uh, that that Microsoft is able to put some some pressure on, on the competition um, because I have all consoles and I, I, I'm the one who benefits from that. So, yeah. It's 100%. Exciting. Yeah. No, good good stuff. Mav, let's get your final opinion on this, brother. You know, obviously you're doing as many shows as like I do. You've talked about the numbers. And Microsoft has always unfortunately since last gen been behind the eight ball. And they're no longer that way. Uh, the Xbox Series X and S are is a is a is a solid console. People are buying it uh for a lot of reasons. Some people bought it because they couldn't find a PlayStation 5. That that's a fact. Uh, but for the most part, people are finding the console uh, and enjoying the games that they're putting on there. And obviously, the value that comes along with a subscription service like Xbox Game Pass does push people to the system. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, the hardware numbers are a part of it, right? Um, with Xbox, it matters less than any of the other platforms. However, um, their numbers have dramatically improved over last generation. So regardless of if they're in the lead or whatever, it's irrelevant. It just shows how healthy Xbox is and, and the uh, industry is in general. A VG charts had just posted an article um, while actually we're live. And they talk about the first 89 weeks on all the platforms uh, between switch and PlayStation five and, and series X and S right. Um, and if you take in the U S if you took the first 89 weeks, right. Of each platform, this is at crazy close. The uh, PS5 would have a 34.5% market share, the Switch at 33%, and the Series X and S at 32.5%. You're talking about 34, wow. 33, and 32, and like just a little mix of decimals in there. That is like a pretty much split. A three-way split, yeah. Three in the U.S. for market share. Now, for the, that's for the first 89 months. Obviously, the Switch has been out way longer. Than both of both of those consoles but it shows how well they're selling and when we think of how successful the switch was right wow this thing was just sold like crazy it's like sold like crazy it's amazing well shoot these next-gen consoles are selling just as well as the switch did in its first 90 weeks um that's absolutely amazing and i think that gaming is in just overall we've had some downturn because of falling off of that everybody being at home you know and then the the crazy like 100%, 200% increases and all this kind of stuff. So now you're having like a little bit of like settling, right? But but the the most amazing thing is when you talk about Xbox's numbers was there wasn't a huge fall off, especially even in a year when they've had no first party releases. Yep. Right? Uh, we had like no big first party releases. Um, the MPD that they had, or the not the MPD, the financials that they had include was for the fiscal year. So it did include the releases at the end of last year. But you're going on still about six, seven months now without any big major first party releases. And to have the revenue and all those kind of numbers still like up there without any major losses, it looked really, really promising. And 
Uh, that just shows this is only the beginning, right? After 90 weeks, what happened with the Switch? They had an explosion, right? They had an explosion. And even with the trajectory that they were on doing as well as they were, they did even better. Part of it was probably because of COVID and all that kind of stuff. But that's where these consoles are really going to start finding their footing. And when I say consoles, because Xbox is more than just a console, it's PC and, you know, the cloud gaming and all that stuff. The, the ecosystem is really going to find their footing now because you're going to have all of these games come out over this next uh, year and a half or so that is going to make these consoles sell way more than they ever have. And not only that, the availability is only going to get better, right? So with, with availability getting better and all these things, I just think this just generation, uh, Pong Soul, is truly shaping up to be that golden age of gaming that we always uh, had talked about with a more closer split between the three major uh, uh, platform holders than ever before. Um, it's pretty freaking crazy. I'm yeah. happy about it. Yeah, and no, absolutely. And again, obviously, look, I, I've given Xbox plenty of smoke. Everyone here has. We're all disappointed that they don't have nothing for 22. All right, water under the bridge at this point. It is what it is. They failed. Okay, now they're going to have to do better. And, and Phil Spencer talked about that, and they know that. Uh, we've talked about it, and we know that. Uh, even if you're even if you're a PlayStation guy or gal, and that's your box, and that's what you want to use as a driving force for your conversation. I hear you, and I'm not arguing with you. They did fail us uh, because they don't have any major, uh, uh, you know, uh, first party games this year, and that's and that's that's not great. That's not great. But listen, it is what it is. Um, I think what's I think the interesting, the more interesting conversation with that is without all the bangers, as the kids like to say, they're still selling these boxes. They're still leading over PlayStation, right? I mean, PlayStation has had two big bombs come out at the beginning of the year in Horizon and uh, Gran Turismo. They have two big bombs at the back, back end of the year. Great year, great bookend year for PlayStation. God of War is going to be a masterpiece. I can't, I, I can't yeah. wait to play it. Another uh, point to their boom as well. Like, remember when they released these uh, numbers? They talked about new users into the Xbox ecosystem via cloud gaming. Yes, right? four million. That those people don't even have a console. Yes, right. They're talking about new users that just signed in just because of Fortnite, right? That they're now in the Xbox ecosystem. So, like, that's why you know Xbox is more than just console numbers, but their console numbers are still doing amazing, and um, it's. I wish there was a way to quantify it more than just those hardware trackers and sales, right? And like, I wish there were more transparent with subscription numbers. Cause I've seen those, you've seen those like bogus PlayStation, like subscription numbers out there. All they're leading with subscriptions at 47 million, which is like, doesn't include like uh, PS plus extra separating that and all these kind of things. Right. There's a, there's no transparency over like, subscriptions and and all that kind of ecosystem right which is really more important than even the hardware so it, it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy where they're at it absolutely is uh, like i said considering that they don't have like if they were to have just imagine if they were to have four big bangers like sony's gonna have this year right you know you 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 know your your mileage will vary based on whether you think that last of us is worth 70 bucks the eye beholder folks if you that's your, if that's one of your favorite games of all time you're gonna buy the game you're gonna love it that's fine god of war some people are like well it's just dlc it's a god of war part two uh, you know what i if you love the 2018 like i did which was game of the year for many people uh, you, you're probably gonna love this as well 
Gran Turismo, you know, that's that's its own issue. Uh, after all the patches for Horizon, which I'm playing right now, it's a gorgeous looking game, a lot of fun. I love Aloy as a character, so I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm just glad that I'm not having any of the major bugs that I had in the beginning. Uh, if Microsoft puts out a year where they have four games like that, uh, that is going to be something. And then that's when you're going to see sales numbers for consoles and people uh, finding the platform really swing in their favor for sure. But listen, folks, we got to get into the main topic. Boom, can I hop uh, in real quick? I know I'm not here very often. Yeah, I know yeah. I, I know it's easy to forget me, but let me hop in here. Real oh, quick. my God, Pong. <laughs> Christmas. I just gotta give I, you a hard time, boom. I'm so sorry, bro. It, it's 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 the COVID brain, boom. That's all right. Don't worry about it. Uh, listen, <laughs> now I'll make I'll make this quick because everybody covered uh, all kind of the uh, different perspectives on this and why this is happening. And I do believe it comes down to value and messaging. We can't deny the supply chain uh, problems, but but we also have to give credit where credits due on Microsoft's side with the Xbox Series S being able to produce those at a higher clip, um, you know, two to one uh, for every Xbox Series X has also put them in a position of advantage. Not only did they come into this generation thinking about price point with the Series S, but they also came in thinking about the production side of things, knowing full well, not knowing that what happened in the world was going to happen, obviously, but knowing full well that they were going to have a console that they could mass produce. And they probably were thinking down the line uh, to a point where they get to that 199 mark. That's the magic mark. And they knew they were going to produce high volumes of the Series S when they finally hit that point. But listen, value and messaging has been a huge part of this generation. Now, we've seen some hits and misses, but more hits from Microsoft and Xbox this gen than we did all of last gen combined. And we're only two years in coming up in two years in on this generation. They have done a masterful job of turning this ship around. Obviously game pass being the driving force along with X cloud, along with accessibility, no matter where you're playing, all of that has gone into play to these numbers here. But also now with the value side of things, Again, this is not something they knew was going to happen, but they've positioned themselves perfectly. We're talking about a worldwide worldwide recession going on right now. That value goes up even more because Mm -hmm. when a lot of people, a lot of younger people in this community have not experienced something like this happening um, as adults. Let me tell you, as somebody who's been through a few of these now in my lifetime, I understand what this means. The first thing that goes out the window is hobbies and entertainment. Yes, entertainment for sure. Yep. You when you when you're tightening the belt, when your grocery bill is nearly doubling on a monthly basis, when everything is costing more, you're gonna toss out the stuff that you need the the least. And that first and foremost is entertainment. You can always sacrifice entertainment or find something else to do. Now, with where Xbox and Microsoft have positioned themselves. That value proposition goes through the roof because now people are used to subscription services and you're going to look at those subscription services on a monthly basis and you're going to try to budget and say, what don't I need anymore? So when you're over on the Sony side, yes, they now have their subscription service and we see them starting to you know, come along here. We, we've seen some things that show that they're going to try to beef that up and they're going to do what they can. But when you're talking about a $70 
single player game over on Sony side, or you're talking about having access. Yes, admittedly, this year without any first party AAA games coming out of Microsoft. But when you look at that service and you say, I have access to nearly 400 titles, and this isn't just old library stuff, which again, on Sony side is very impressive. I mean, their library is to not, cannot be denied as to what that means. But when you see what Xbox is doing with Game Pass, with newer titles, from indies to AAA games, and maybe they're not the brand new stuff, but we get some of those as well. But you're talking about within the past three, five years type titles that maybe you never got to experience. But now you're tightening your belt and you're saying, okay, well, I've already got a backlog, but I can continue this service for $10 or $15 a month, depending on what level. It's a lot easier pill to swallow during a budget time than saying, hey, I'm going to buy one game for $70. Yes, I'll probably be able to trade that game in, get some of my money back or sell it online, whatever the case may be. But still, that value over on the Xbox side is too great to be denied. And we're going to start to see that even more and more as we start getting deeper into this recession period. Hopefully, it doesn't last a long time. We all hope that. But signs are that we're going to be in this for a while and things could get even a little bit harder. So. That's where Microsoft and Xbox have positioned themselves to be in the best, most advantageous setup for this kind of time frame. Again, they didn't know this. They didn't have the crystal ball. Nobody predicted all this happening. But now that it's here, they are going to push that even further. And that's where they're really going to see their success start booming even further, uh, as Matt talked about after we get past uh, week 89 into 90. Um, that's when you're going to see things really ramp up even more. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Good stuff, man. I apologize once again for skipping out on good old Pong. It's okay. Soul, but <laughs> let's uh let's let, let's move to a topic that is gonna be fiery. Folks, this is what you've been waiting for. Um, obviously, the biggest talk of 2022 was and continues to be the ABK deal, the Activision Blizzard King deal that is expected to close by year's end. And we're now getting dates of when a lot of places outside of the Americas are going to be giving their final decision whether or not they have an issue with it. Uh, And it's looking like it's going to be the first week of September. So if all goes according to Hoyle, uh, this deal could potentially be wrapped up or at least signed and and ink dried by maybe the end of October, potentially early November. And, uh, you know, again, the original uh, forecast was summer of next year, right? That's when they the, the, they said by the end of their fiscal year, 2023, uh, which would be, of course, uh, in Ju- June 30th of next year. Uh, and uh, one of the things that came out that sparked an unbelievable amount of debate uh, this past weekend was something that popped up on Reset Era. And apparently there was a lot of information put up regarding the uh, Brazilian government and their questions to third-party partners like Ubisoft and Amazon and Google and Sony specifically. And uh, this is where we're going to have a big conversation because uh, if if you look at the uh, documentation that has been transcribed, most of the other third-party publishers and businesses don't have a problem with this deal. 
Uh, but the only one that seemed to have a problem and voiced their concern regarding this uh, this uh, this acquisition by Microsoft was Sony. Not surprising. Uh, and according to an article I have in front of me, uh, it's uh, from VGC. It was uh, posted by Andy Robinson. If you don't know who he is, he is the uh, guy that runs uh, VGC. He says this in the, the, the title article. Sony says it believes Xbox owning Call of Duty could influence users' console choice. And this comes way of regulatory documents that were revealed that PlayStation's firm thoughts on the Activision Blizzard acquisition. And it also says that Sony continues and says Sony believes uh, Call of Duty could inspire users to switch to Xbox following Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard, and they find it incredibly concerning. We also have I have a bunch of a bunch of quotes here <laughs> that's pretty interesting. Uh, Jay Wood, twenty ten of of Twitter, who has an, a monster YouTube channel posted this yesterday and i want to read it verbatim it says sony tells regulators that they can't make a triple a franchise to rival call of duty and that would it that it would take years for sony to rival xbox game pass at current pace uh he also continues and says this is just after they acquired bungie destiny and launched playstation plus extra slash premium and he finishes it off with says sony seems afraid now we also have another quote from Andrea Piccinini, uh, and she actually had something that was pretty, she posted something pretty interesting uh, on her Twitter account where it says, it says this, this is funny, Sony PlayStation, who has been taking away popular multi-plat franchises and making them PlayStation exclusive for years to influence users to choose PlayStation, are now whining when Microsoft caught a bigger COD, Call of Duty. A pun, in, uh, she intended, that can influence users to choose Xbox without even making it exclusive. She also continues uh, with uh, with uh, this. I mean, let me pull up what she got right over here. Now, uh, she finishes it up with a, a, a post from today regarding her first post and says, yes, Microsoft finally speaking about what's needed to be said, pretty much as I mentioned in my previous tweet. Now, this is what Microsoft had to say in regards to uh, Sony having a problem with this deal. And it comes the way of paragraph 285 of a huge document. And it says, and they say Sony and Nintendo have a strong and differentiated offerings, including their own exclusive titles. For example, IDC has identified that the key Sony exclusive titles in 2018 included God of War and Marvel's Spider-Man, in addition to prominent titles such as The Last of Us and Uncharted. Uh, the, these titles partly reflect Sony's vertical integration. For example, Sony's film, a uh, Sony film studio owns the rights to Spider-Man, but also its broader strategy for obtaining rights that make third-party games exclusive to its card, uh, its console. And they go on to say that uh, in paragraph 205, they make mention, Microsoft makes mention of Final Fantasy VII, and Sony had that part redacted uh, regarding a note that Microsoft uh, put in there regarding the exclusivity of Final Fantasy VII that was announced for the play uh, for the PlayStation Four and Five and Xbox and has yet to come to the console, even though it was supposed to launch on the on the Xbox last spring. Now, look, I, this is where I'm going to get a little salt, salty, folks. Um, 
And this is where you have to excuse me if I come off as being a bit of a D-bag. Um, I think that it's incredibly uh, hypocritical of Sony to cry about this deal getting done. They have gone out of their way for years to money hat games away from Xbox. The, the mere fact that they have the audacity to say that Call of Duty would influence someone buying a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series X and S is laughable at best. You t- you're telling me that even though it, the game is not going to be exclusive to Xbox, which Phil Spencer came out immediately and said, and he said it, I had a great call, would converse, I had a, a great conversation with PlayStation. He probably was talking to Jim Ryan, and he didn't specifically say who, but he's probably talking to Jim Ryan. And we, we expressed that we are going to, we intend to keep Call of Duty multiplat. So Sony is concerned that they can't make a game as good as Call of Duty because of, because of how big of Call of Duty actually is. But they go on to say that Call of Duty being an Xbox Game Pass could potentially influence someone to not buy it, buy it on, on PlayStation. Well, here's my question. Why would you want to buy it on PlayStation for 70 bucks when you can turn around and get it on Xbox Game Pass uh, for $15 a month? You know what that's called, Pong? That's called mother effing business. And like I said, I find it hilarious, Pong, that Sony would have, again, the audacity to talk about uh, pushing people towards a particular box when that is everything that their current strategy is, is pushing people to not play on Xbox because game A, B, C, or D is only available on a PlayStation. And a lot of the times, Pong, it's only the PlayStation. It's not even PC. Those releases come later. What are your thoughts of this ridiculousness that came out of this Brazilian report? Business. Boom. This is just straight business. Never personal, right? This is what it's all about. Look, if money hatting games um, was under review uh, by different bodies across the world and Microsoft was given an opportunity to speak their mind, they'd be there speaking their mind about what Sony was doing. Right. This is just an opportunity for Sony to maybe a chip in a chair, just a chance to maybe go ahead and affect what is going to be one of the largest, if the largest, I should say, mm-hmm. gaming investment ever made by any company. And it just so happens to be by their main competitor. They're going to do that to protect their interests. Okay. Whoa. This was, they were given an opportunity to speak out on this. Of course, they're not going to say everything's hunky dory and okay with it. So they have spent years of time and resources creating this partnership with Activision Blizzard, where they get the marketing rights for Call of Duty, which has made them hundreds upon hundreds, maybe even billions at this point of dollars on their side. So of course they want to keep that in place. They don't want their main competitor to now be the one that's handling that franchise because of course it's going to affect them. We knew this from the beginning, but we've talked about this so long ago when this first started going down earlier this year, we talked about how this was going to affect Sony and we've seen Sony starting to make moves to try to offset this. Of course, they just acquired Bungie with destiny. 
Yep. Right? They've done the same thing with Destiny. If they choose to, which I can't believe they haven't already announced it, maybe there's still contracts involved, whatever the case may be. But if they choose to, they can put Destiny on their competing subscription service and make that the home of Destiny. Indeed. Because again, why would people go and buy Destiny at full price and DLC and all the stuff that they do over there at Bungie? Why would they do that when you could just pay a monthly fee and go ahead and play Dungeon to or play Bungie, uh, play Destiny to your heart's content over on PlayStation? They did that on purpose, also to help them create future games as a service, etc., for their new subscription service, PlayStation Plus. So again, this is just a business move. The Brazilian government gave them opportunity to voice their opinion. Now, is some of this probably a little bit over dramatic? Sure, but what they're trying to do here, and I would do the same thing if I was Jim Ryan. And again, don't forget, I've been on this show and every other show saying if I was Phil Spencer, I'd be cutthroat with yep. Sony. And this is the reason why, because Sony's cutthroat. Sony is again, as you pointed out, boom, bought time and time again major franchises timed exclusivity that all of a sudden turns into permanent exclusivity so again why should not xbox be the same way so again if i was phil i'd be cutthroat but given the opportunity here of course jim's going to do this sony is trying to buy time to adjust to the new game you know jim ryan took over sony in in what april 2019 i think it is if i remember correctly april 2019 he took over a dominant force from last generation in PlayStation, PlayStation, yep. which he was a major part of. He was brought in to make some tough decisions going forward. Jim Ryan, I still, I give him more credit than even some PlayStation guys give him credit at the end of the day. Again, I don't have to like the guy to understand that he is oh, he's a sad. He's a dominant business factor. He, he's a business guy. The, 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 he, you, he, his, his influence on PlayStation in Europe or why yeah. they won seven to one. He right. was unbelievably essential to that correct. domination in that region of the world pong correct and, and and to that point i don't believe maybe i'm wrong again this is just all pure speculation town here folks we live here because we're not on the inside so we don't get this knowledge but from the outside looking in there's no way jim didn't see the future with what was going on now could they have downplayed it internally at Sony? Could the Sony board have been looking over what Phil had started to do over at Xbox back in 2018, 2017, and started to see Game Pass and dismissed Game Pass as not viable and mm -hmm. thinking that Xbox was desperate and that there was no way they were going to make that work as a subscription service? Absolutely, they could have done that. But again, it doesn't matter. Xbox started preparing for the future back then. They decided back then they were going to change the game completely. They were going to take their ball, move it over to a different field, and build a stadium that was no longer capped at about 150 million people and expand that stadium to fill up to 2 billion, 3 billion people. Now, Sony certainly could have been laughing and not prepared for it or thought it might have taken them a lot longer to get to that point. But the fact remains, Jim now knows where this is going. Jim now knows rules have changed. They admitted as such. That's why, to me, this was, you know, this was just straight business reading through this. Them trying to buy more time because Sony was ill-prepared yep. at, at, to change the game the way that Xbox had already been preparing for. So Jim took over and looked at everything. And again, I've been here as speculation 
I think Jim's fighting against the Sony board to prove that this is the new way that they have to yes. do things. So yeah. when they say it would take years to get a competing subscription service, I don't doubt that that to Jim, that's probably true. If he's got to fight against the tides, I think if it was up to Jim. He would have switched over. A it would have been done ago. already. It would have right. been but, done already. But, but yeah. what they're doing now is they're slowly, but surely turning their own ship around. So all of this did was give them an opportunity to maybe slow down the juggernaut that is Game Pass and Xbox right now to maybe slow down that momentum. And again, do I think that this is anything more than a speed bump? No, because I still think this deal goes through this acquisition. There's no reason why this deal doesn't go through. Legally, there's no reason to stop it. There's there's literally, yeah. There's There's no no reason, but Sony's trying their best. And I, I, again, they're fighting for their business. Losing COD's marketing rights is going to cost them huge sums of money. This was one of their main third-party franchises, but this is all gold to me because this is straight from the horse's mouth what we've been talking about, Boom, on all of our shows. All of us who look at things from a satellite view and not just a microscopic view of a fanboy or fangirl, if you look at it as the big picture, we knew, again, first-party titles, exclusives, they give your brand an identity. But you know where your bread and butter is? Those third, party. third parties, baby. Yeah, That's what makes it the Call of Duties, the Maddens, the NBA 2Ks. That's what makes you the most money at the end of the day. Outside of a few here and there that, you know, big triple A's that can hit big. But that's where your bread and butter is. They don't want to lose that bread and butter. So they're going to put up a little bit of a fight here. But this is straight from the horse's mouth. And also the fact that they came out and admitted that Game Pass already has 60 to 70% of the market in the subscription services. And Again, even more the, in Brazil, as a matter of even fact. Even more that in Brazil. 80 plus percent of the market is in Brazil xbox and again that flies in the face of all the narratives that the clown show likes to run with like matt brought up previous in our previous topic the stats going around that playstation subscription services are doubling what xbox is doing when they know that's not the truth and here it is their own plastic god coming down from the mountain with with a bloody lip admitting everything that we've been talking about here and on other shows about what's Mm -hmm. going on they want to get to that point i think sony could do it on a dime if jim ryan had a satya nadella sure they don't have the money the resources or the infrastructure that xbox does but they could certainly make their best go of it and they could turn that switch on that subscription service they could have dropped like you talked about in the beginning of the show boom the the last of it or behind the scenes whichever it was the last of us remake being dropped right into that service they could do that day one if they really wanted to but they want to still what they're trying to do boom is just buy time while they get everything set up perfectly while they switch Mm -hmm. their studios over to produce games that are going to give you more engagement that are going to have microtransactions involved because that's the new model they're just buying them some time so that they can continue to do what's made them successful so far which is those 70 dollars single player games they still want time to continue to do that they don't want to have to switch flip that switch right away because again it's going to cost them it's going to cost yeah. them a lot but again i just thought this was great um again it, it confirms validates everything that we've speculated on about what's going on internally some of it is you know over the top dramatic because sony's going to try to make it seem as dire a consequence of allowing xbox to get 
on Activision Blizzard mm-hmm. as possible from their perspective, right? They're going right. to do that. That's business, okay? But at the end of the day, they still validated exactly what we thought was happening over there, and this is going to be a big loss. Make no, no, make no mistake about this. This is going to be a gigantic loss for them. But again, at the end of the day, is Sony in trouble? Is Sony scared, as I've heard some of the narratives? Sony isn't scared. No, Sony they're, they're, I, would, I wouldn't say scared. I would say they're, they're concerned. They're just concerned. That, yeah, their business. Yeah. That's Of course, they're, again, yeah. they're losing hundreds of billion dollars per Call of Duty, according to some of the numbers that we've seen out there in the public. That's a big concern for any company. But anyways, I thought this was gold. Great job, uh, whoever pulled this out over at Reset Era. Great job finding it because this is stuff we wouldn't see because all this stuff is locked down, you know, like in America and stuff versus a, a country like Brazil where you can have access to some of this stuff. It's yeah, it was it was uh, 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 it was posted by Itis. Uh, yeah, Itis. On, 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 yeah, yeah. A, li- a little, a, a little. A little peek behind the curtains, boom, which is what we always want. So this right. was good stuff. I like to see this. Yeah, yeah. This, this, this was very. This was was pretty shocking. Let me catch some up some of the super chats. We have a giant big bomb, JD Gamer, generous friend of the program. He drops, folks, a one hundred dollars super chat. Jesus Christmas! I don't think I'm worth that, JD Gamer, to be honest with you. But I definitely appreciate the generosity. He says we are witnessing what happens when Xbox has been weakened but decides gaming is worth it and then puts up a fight. My question is what happens to PlayStation when Xbox finishes its acquisition of ABK and then goes out to get potentially an IO Interactive, a certain affinity, a Platinum Games, a Sega, Xbox wins. Yeah, we're actually funny you talk about that. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, I, I we're going to be talking about what's next for Xbox because I know that they're looking down the, 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 the path. Uh, it doesn't end with just uh, this, they're, they're going to be looking to add more uh, to their uh, growing library of publishers, uh, I mean, of, of developers uh, and studios. There's no doubt about it. We also had another super chat come in from, let me just pull this up. Oh, uh, thanks for putting it in the uh, um, the uh, chat, Josh. Definitely appreciate that. Kirby Zero, Zero Louise, good friend of the program and developer, uh, actually says this after dropping a very generous $10 super chat. Sony was basically whining, no, you can't just take Call of Duty from us. Daddy government helped me. Absolutely pathetic. I hope Microsoft pulls Call of Duty. Uh, the, na- the nanosecond exi- existing contracts are up. Well, I mean, look, I, I look. Here's the thing. Um, I, I'm I'm telling you this right now, folks. Uh, the day that Microsoft does not have to uh, take the need to any marketing deals that Sony has left, and they could slap a Call of Duty on the box of their console or their streaming stick that's coming out, or the handheld that they dropped, they talked about today with Logitech potentially, it is going to be game over. Uh, it is going to be people are going to look at that and the Microsoft thing and be like, holy. That's why that's why Sony's concerned, because right now, when you think of Call of Duty, you think of PlayStation. That's no longer going to be the case once this deal is done. And they have every right to be uh, concerned. Gamer by choice. Good friend of the program drops an outstanding five dollars super chat and says, I'm looking closely at Sony stocks. So is my brother, by the way. I have feeling I have a feeling that we may see stock drops with investors. Sony basically said we're afraid of our future. Wow, that's that's really saying something. Chaos actual 
Thanks for being here, brother, and thank you for the outstanding and very generous $10 Super Chat. He says this. This is just Sony crying that they started to uh, started to slow on their subscription service, that they have been so lazy and content on leaning on Call of Duty. Maybe now we'll get a new kill zone or resistance or SOCOM. Yeah, I think SOCOM is in development. Personally, I think that is a no-brainer. Uh, it screams games as a service. And I'm going to be honest with you. If that releases or they make that announcement, I'm jumping through the roof. I absolutely freaking love SOCOM. But you know what I love more even more than SOCOM? Resistance Fall of Man by uh, by uh, the makers of Spider-Man 2018. Insomniac Games created an absolute mass. One of my favorite PlayStation 3 games of all time. Um, and I hope that that comes back. I don't care if it's a game as a service. I will play that as well. We also have on the bright side, drops a very generous $10 super chat and says, duh, of course it will affect console choice. It's nice to talk about what other countries and federations uh, um, think about the deal, but they they don't matter. If the FTC approves the deal, it goes through, and I think they're going to go through. But listen, I do want to bring in Umbra and then Josh because Josh is on limited time and Umbra's still not feeling good. And then I'll bring everyone else in to get your opinions on this. Let me start up my other footage here so you're not looking at a poor screen like a terrible host that I am. Um, listen, Umbra, this is – again, We, were, we, we I, I had some serious choice words, which I can't repeat live on the air because I don't curse on this program. Behind the scenes, I curse, not, 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 not on the air because, well, there's no need for it. Well, allow but, me to step in for you. Bro. Well, by by all means, no, please go go right I'm ahead. Joking. But look, no, here's the thing: <laughs> this this is a joke. This is people have called it pathetic. Uh, I, I have called it pathetic. Someone that dropped the super chat said it, it's absolutely pathetic that Sony would cry to the Brazilian government or anyone that's going to listen to them about this deal going through. I do have some more excerpts from Sony that I want to read before Amber you start. Uh, and uh, this this comes the way of the questionnaire that Sony answered regarding Call of Duty. And they say this, it's an essential game, a blockbuster, a triple A type game that has no rival. And according to a 2019 study, the importance of Call of Duty to entertainment in general is indescribable, according to Sony. The brand was the only video game IP to break into the top 10 of all entertainment brands among fans, joining powerhouses such as Star Wars, Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, and Lords of the Ring. Uh, Lord of the Ring. Uh, Call of Duty is so popular that it, it influences choice of console and its community of loyal users is in, entrenched enough that even if a competitor had a budget to develop a similar product, it would not be a rival to it. Uh, Sony went on to say each annual Call of Duty release takes around three to five years to develop. As Sony releases, as Activision releases one Call of Duty game per year, this uh, equates to an annual investment of hundreds of millions of dollars, as it's explained by Sony. And listen, again, I can understand their point of them having concerns. But Phil Spencer already said that Call of Duty is going to remain uh, uh, multi-plat. And it makes a lot of sense because Microsoft would lose out on a ton of money. But it does not take away from the fact that they are crying when they have done this kind of terror tactics within the gaming industry by money-hatting games for years. What are your thoughts on this, Umbra? 
No, you hit it on the head. They've been doing this for decades, not even years, just and like years undersells it. Decades they've been pulling this. And people kind of under they underscore that well, excuse me, they'll write it off, right? Because well, they're not buying some publisher or whatever. And but so but they it's nefarious because I think Jazz even spoke on this before. You don't really notice it, but once you money had these exclusive or exclusivity for so long, people go to that console. They think that that console is the one that that only one that uh, gives them that option. And that's what has happened. I mean, now people only see uh, the Xbox, for instance, they had got that reputation as a shooter box. Right. I mean, it's clearly turning around now because they have so much diversity on Xbox and so much to offer. But at a point, uh, you know, PlayStation was the place where you had to go to play JRPGs, for instance. I mean, it still kind of is right outside of Nintendo. But uh, so, yeah, those things are nefarious. And the same thing with the fighting um, genre. They did the same thing there with Street Fighter and so on and so forth. It, it, it creates that atmosphere to where and because they're the market leader and they sell so, you know, they sold so many PS4s, for instance, they could influence. Obviously, it, clearly it worked as far as the uh, money heading of those things. Yep. They didn't just sell that for nothing. It's not like people were just like, oh, PlayStation, PlayStation. They had the games that Xbox could not get and or would not get because they money headed it. Uh, people write it off, like I said, compared to people Microsoft acquiring studios or publishers because to them, you know, they try to uh, make Microsoft look like the bad guy. But um, I, I don't think it's any worse than uh, than them doing money heading. But uh, just to say, yeah, I don't I, like maybe saying scared, maybe saying scared, Sony scared. Maybe that's not the proper wording, but they're clearly worried. That much is sure. 100%. Uh, yeah. yeah, and it's it's funny to go kind of get this view behind the scenes. Like you see everybody else, and I think Danny was the one who shared it to us. He was like, "Check this out," and you see everybody else is like, "Oh yeah, cool, yeah, go ahead, let them yeah, go." Do yeah. your thing, yeah. You support Ubisoft, Google, right. Apple. Apple didn't have much to say. As a matter of fact, what they did say was redacted, uh, uh, which is fine. But m- again, reading through the the documents that are out there and their public their public uh, uh, knowledge now. The only one out of all of them that had an issue was, of course, PlayStation. And like I said, right. their their main driving point was, oh, this is going to influence pot- people to potentially buy Xbox. Uh, yeah, that's why you spend $80 billion. Right. That's why you do any deal. Even with the money heading is to incur that type of favor to bring people to your, con- to your console. And it's what they have done notoriously. Yep. I mean, and... and it's funny. I, I wonder if Apple's redacted was like F Microsoft. They just don't want to show that. Like, like <laughs> that's what he really said. Like, F Microsoft. We're going to redact that for you, Apple. Okay. But yeah, um, yeah, man. I, I think uh, Sony is clearly worried to some degree. I, I wonder then. See, because Brazil had it specifically. I think where you you actually had to see what you know people said. Right. I forgot the wording for it, but they had it the way it is set up. You would have to see what the corporations think. Uh, I, I wonder if in any other situation during the FTC's investigation and such, was Sony also trying to throw salt along the way? That's what I'm wondering. Interesting. Yeah, they, they, I wouldn't be surprised. But like I said, it's 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 funny that, again, that they would have these concerns. Well, it's not funny that they would have these concerns. It's, it's It makes sense that they have these concerns. But considering the way that they do their current business on blocking content, making sure that you have to buy a PlayStation to buy. Let's say, for instance, uh, Forspoken. Forspoken is going to be a two-year, potentially more exclusive. Now, if that game is a hit, 
if that game's a banger, if that game surprises people, kind of like Elden Ring did, you're only going to be able to play that on a PC that's capable, or you're going to have to play it on a PlayStation 5. The same thing with Final Fantasy 16. Now, Final Fantasy is the, the newer ones, it's not my bag. I really wanted to play Final Fantasy 7 on my, 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 my Xbox. I can't. So it's okay. I have the collector's edition, and I have the upgrade for PlayStation 5. And it's great, and it looks gorgeous, and I'm, that's why I'm playing it, because that's where I have to play it. But again, it's just, it, is, it is laughable, Umbra, that Sony would have these so-called concerns when they do the exact same thing. And what's interesting is Microsoft is not blocking this game from being on, on PlayStation. Like I said, they would lose millions. Yep. What this is going to do is potentially force Sony to have to have their games in their day and date and that's that's you know that's part of business because again, Pong brought up a great point. We're in the middle of a recession right now. I just I again I said this before. I keep I bring it up and people laugh at me. I, you get some of the comments are hilarious. I bring up like cream cheese here in New York, seven fifty for a tub of cream cheese, bro. Like I, I have a small Kia. Like I, I have Mrs. Boom and I have a, Sor- a Sorrento. It's a great truck. We love it. All wheel drive. It's amazing. 70 bucks yesterday, 71 bucks to fill that tank. The, the, the reality is, is that if I didn't have Xbox Game Pass and I didn't have these sales that come across these the, 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 you know, the digital platforms, I might have to miss out on some games. I'm a retired guy. I only have so much money. I have to be smart with the, with the, with the money that comes in. I, I, I can't do overtime like I did back in the days for games. So, yeah, what is this going to do for Xbox Game Pass? Well, the, the truth of the matter is, is, uh, it's going to influence people to potentially buy an Xbox or play on their streaming stick that or on on, on, or on cloud gaming, whatever. But th- th- there's there's a lot to get into here. Umber, anything else you want to add? Um, that's really, I think that's really it. Uh, by the way, thanks, Shooter. I see what you just said. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I had to mute myself for the coughing, but uh, yeah, so did I. I do it all the time. That's why when you yeah. see me, I'm coughing, you don't <laughs> you yep. see it, but you don't hear it. But that's, I mean, I think you hit it on the head. I mean, the biggest thing is that uh, it just fun, it seems funny for the market leader who has been a bully for all yes. this time. Yes, right? good point. You Great know, point. To sit yes. there and be whining about Microsoft possibly influencing console purchases. Like, yeah, no, no. It, it's a new no, game that they're not curse. ready. It's a new game they're not ready to play, Umbra. Yeah, that's right. the whole thing. That's yeah. the whole yeah. thing. That's a good point. No, no, good stuff. Josh, listen, let's, let's bring you in on the conversation. Um, there is something to be said about Microsoft allowing Tomb Raider, which is on the screen right now, Crystal Dynamics, who's currently working on a first-party exclusive, and Edios Montreal to just go for $300 million and not even blink an eye. I, I'm still heartbroken over that because I think that those two, two particular studios could have brought some real sony-esque type of third person story driven games that i like i that's why i own a playstation 5 i like those games i know a lot of people like oh they're very samey boom and if that's how you feel i hear you but that's what i like i like the selfish single player uh experience and sony delivers that to me with their with their games like horizon like god of war like Uncharted. I love those types of games and I I'm in I, I'm invested in PlayStation for those games. But there is something to be said 
of the importance of this deal for Microsoft, specifically with getting Call of Duty. And it's not just to block it, to, to hold it you know, hostage from PlayStation users. They're going to be making money hand over fist. There's, there's no doubt about it. But like I said, Umber just said something really, really good that I actually had thought to say and forgot. But Sony has been a bully. They have been a bully in this industry. And they, and, and they can be, they can use these bully-esque tactics because they're the market leader. Shame on them for having a problem with this deal when they do the exact same thing. What are your thoughts on this, Josh? Uh, I mean, I, I'll push back a little bit because I don't know that it's the exact same thing. Having a little bit of exclusives versus, like within the game but still having the game in your ecosystem is different than losing the game altogether in the ecosystem, right? When it comes to Call of Duty anyway, uh, as far as that deal goes. Y- yeah, you've got stuff like, like Final Fantasy VII, I, I, I get it. Where, where the hell is it? Why isn't it on Xbox yet? Uh, the thing that, that makes me laugh the most about this is anybody at Bungie reading, we don't have the ability to make a shooter as good as Call of Duty. And what's everybody at Bungie going? Just like, oh, okay, F us, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, I didn't even <laughs> actually think about that. That is a really, really good point. <laughs> That is no point. So, you know, not not the not the company that that created Halo or anything, right? Or 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 Destiny. <laughs> you know, they're just like, yeah, okay, I guess, uh, yeah, we can't, we can't, we're not here. Apparently, it's cool, it's cool, whatever. Um, but I mean, yeah, like, I, I think I think they're they're realizing this is gonna this is gonna this is gonna put them on their laurels. You know, they're gonna be they're gonna be backed into a corner here. And, and that that's good for gamers at the end of the day. It's good for gamers because they're going to have to look and go, is there, uh, mm-hmm. is their service, their streaming service, that's now lacking anything from Bethesda, Activision, Blizzard, uh, and the ability to have games day and date, uh, is it going to stay that way? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb here and say no. It's going to it's going to take away from their overall like brand power that they currently have and make them uh, make them put out a, a streaming service that's going to uh, that, that's going to have to step it up. There's there's no way around it. Like it, it it's it, it's a slow ship. You know, it turns slowly, but it's but it's going to happen. And I, I think that but when they have to add more, they potentially you know right now if they can sell their streaming service and their 70 dollars games they're they're making more money right i yeah, mean I, I get it from business it's that's yeah. that makes sense I, I i i don't fault them for that they have the have that power with their brand right now to even have their the, you know some of their some of their fans okay with it and being on board with it but that's that's going to change when you start looking at the value of game pass in uh, like you know six months from now uh versus the value of the 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 playstation service and guess what the consumer wins at that point because when they're fighting for that for that monthly subscription Indeed. just like disney plus and uh, netflix you know like who who are you who are you gonna go with who's got the who's got the better uh who's who, who's, who's giving the you the games? more bang for your buck yeah exactly yeah. And yeah. so when they're actually duking it out, like really duking it out, because right now Sony's testing their waters with their uh, with their brand equity, 
but when that starts to uh when that starts to falter that's when we're going to really win and that's when it's going to get exciting yeah no absolutely it is you know look a perfect example of what josh is talking about is uh i got an email from sony uh about two weeks ago uh regarding uh my upgrading my my current membership to premium uh they said listen you know, your, your subscription ends at the end of february of 23 for 33 bucks you can upgrade and at first, I was like, man, do I really? I mean, 33 bucks isn't going to put me in a poorhouse, but do I want to? And then I found out Stray was coming in there into the service day and date. Immediately, I jumped into it. Stray, if, you're not, if you don't know, is freaking awesome, man. I know it's, oh, it's just a dumb cat. I am telling you, you have to play Stray. Stray is so unique in its, in its being. It is just, I'm, I'm lo- absolutely loving it. But you see how my, my dollar spending was influenced by Sony allowing for a new game that I was interested in since it was shown on their stage uh, last year that I was like, okay, 33 bucks, I'll upgrade to premium, why not? And if they continue to have these types of experiences in there that I don't have to spend 30 bucks on the game digitally, I could turn around and be like, I, I could see me spending the 120 bucks for the year of PlayStation Plus uh, premium because they're gonna put they're gonna put games that I might want to buy, but they don't, they don't have to. And th- again, it's it's more bang for the buck, and I I I'm, I can't wait to see what they do next. Pong, let's bring you in on the conversation. I started this, this conversation. You, you what's that? <laughs> I started this conversation. What? So we already we already went to you? Yeah, yeah. I was oh, first. My. I was first out the gates. Jesus Christmas! I'm sorry. Boxenberger, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, let, no. let's let, let's bring you in on, let's let's bring you in on the conversation. This this is this is another. And again, I, I, I I'm 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 not surprised by them concerned. And I, are they scared? I'm, I'm scared. Is use that word? I, I I would. That's not the word I would use. Concerned for sure. I think there is room for concern here, Boxenberger. And I say hmm. that because, like I said, I'm not a marketing guy. Like, I, I don't have a degree. I don't have a marketing degree that says that what I know is going to make money from Microsoft. But what I can tell you is, from common sense point of view, right now, when you look at an Xbox, on the back of like the Series X, Master Chief is there, Right. On the series, on the series S, when they had to deal with Fortnite, Fortnite and uh, and soccer cars were on that, and that influenced people to buy it because, like, oh my God, Fortnite, Xbox, right, three hundred dollar console. Well, there's something to be said about cho- about gamers who potentially will not have the extra money that they had once before to spend on entertainment, like Pong had said. And now that I remember. Um, gaming is an entertainment. It's not a necessity for some people. It is. I, I don't know what I would do with myself. If I didn't have gaming to be honest with you. Maybe I'd go more to the gym. I don't know, but gaming is important to me, but it is something to be said, Boxenberger, that once the marketing rights are relinquished from Sony, which they have for the next couple of years, they have the marketing rights, even though so, uh, Microsoft is going to own call of duty, Activision, Blizzard, and uh, and King, once they no longer have that, and that picture of the next uh, Call of Duty is on one or both of those boxes, 
influence is not even going to be it, it is going to pretend it's not it's going to not even be second nature and i say that because 80 plus percent of playstation's current fan base between the playstation 4 and the playstation 5 which equates to about 136 million consoles let's say 140 million consoles between both 80 percent of that populace is the normies they are the the casual gamers. The casual gamers moved to PlayStation from the Xbox 360 for a couple of reasons, right? This is how you share games. That won a generation for Sony. There's no doubt that the the 1080p versus 900p conversation made people move over. Price also made people move over. The Xbox was $100 more for the Xbox One when it launched versus $399 for the PlayStation 4. And they have been gaining ground with the normies for years. Those same normies or casual audience that only buy one or two games a year are going to hear someone talking about it. And they're going to have one of their friends come up to them and say, hey, man, I just got Call of Duty for free. I'm like, what? What do you mean you got it for free? How? Oh, there's Xbox Game Pass. It's, it's in there and it's only 15 bucks a month. And they're going to go out and buy an Xbox because of that. But what are your thoughts on what Sony has to say regarding the, uh, the, the Xbox deal, it potentially being bad for the industry? Yeah, I mean, um, you said it in your opening um, statement uh, of this topic. It's business, and obviously they are scared. Um, Microsoft is not dropping $80 billion on, on a deal where they don't think that it will move the needle. Um Obviously, they think that they can recoup that money to some degree um, in a couple of years. Um, yep. And one big part, obviously, is Call of Duty. Um, it is the only thing about this deal uh, right now that is really um, impacting the console market because um, it's all Activision does. It's, they, they don't do any other games. Um, we have a couple of more games uh, on, on the Blizzard side, of course, like Diablo every decade or so, and an Overwatch uh, every decade. But th that's about it. Um, and I've said that before. It's really not that that the amount of games is, is going to come in once that deal is sealed. It's Call of Duty coming in. And Call of Duty is a juggernaut. It is like, uh, along with probably your Fifas and Maddens, it is this game that that is the casual that that, that it has the 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 interest of the casual gaming market. Yeah. It's not like I'm one of my most excited anticipated Xbox games is an Avowed, uh, but that is probably not the game that draws in the casuals. It's it's a Call of Duty, and obviously yeah. that's console shifting. So yeah, I, I I get it that my that Sony is concerned. I'm really not surprised by by that statement. Um, when they are asked uh, if their biggest competitor in the console gaming market is going to get one of the biggest IPs in the world, um, along with all the other stuff that they acquire, of course. Um, of course they are concerned. And even though that Microsoft is saying right now, yeah, it stays multiplied and that they will honor the, their, their existing contracts, it definitely means uh, that this is up for negotiation again in like three, four, five years. Mm. Who's to say that they are not going to pull it off then? Um, if, if 
or at least use it to some degree as leverage in other negotiations. So no, I'm I'm really not surprised that Sony is uh, kind of concerned or afraid um, uh, of of Microsoft um, getting that deal. And um, obviously they they um, they have to comment on on that like uh, like they did. The other thing really is um, the obviously that that statement wasn't meant to be public um but in this day and age you kind of gotta realize that everything has a potential to leak even stuff that is said in court <laughs> you know it's funny you say that because uh, in in the in in the in the long post that i read about it the brazilian yeah. government knew that this was going to be uh, uh common knowledge and public information they didn't shy yeah, away yeah. from it so um Obviously, they, they had to know that this comes out. And um, we touched, a lot of people in the panel touched upon this earlier. Sony has been gatekeeping stuff for years. Mm -hmm. they, they just have. And they have not been shy in, in putting out um, provocative comments or such things if... Uh, their biggest competitor um, drops the ball for some reason. You, you all remember this is how you trade games. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's Sony, and that was Sony like um, eight nine years ago. And we're still not having Final Fantasy VII on on Xbox. They yep. obviously they're locking stuff behind, and they're using that as a business strategy. Um, so yeah, the way uh, how this looks right now from a company that is very well known. For doing stuff like that, you mentioned Forspoken, Final Fantasy 16, obviously also an exclusive, and all the others that Sony is locking behind um, that the, their platform. Um, yeah, it, it is just weird, um, and they must have known that this comes out and how how the, the community reacts. But at the end. Uh, it's business. It's it's multi hundred mil, hundreds of millions of dollars are at stake here for Sony. So obviously they're gonna do whatever they can to prevent uh, that acquisition. Um, that's just just the business side of things. So yeah, um, interesting stuff. Um, honestly, it, it won't matter what Sony had has to say on on the on on the subject. Um, all the other big publishers came out and and didn't have any concerns ubisoft like said literally said um it's simply not true that they don't have any um competition um ubisoft mentioned games like of course battlefield apex PUBG, yes. rainbow six yep uh, which by the way still has more than 30 million active users yeah so yeah those are all competitors to call of duty um and even though they will acquire games like Elder Scrolls, um, like World of Warcraft, there's uh, there are other um, 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 MMOs out there like Final Fantasy XIV and, and stuff like Which that. Which still continues to rake in the bucks. Exactly, exactly. So, and on the mobile side of things, obviously they're getting Candy Crush, uh, but um also coming from U ubisoft and bandai Namco, by the way it says that the uh, mobile market is the most open gaming market out there and everyone has a chance to get in there and have a successful game so there's really no no concern from from 
any of the other publishers. Um, Warner Brothers said, yeah, obviously you have to invest money uh, to make, uh, to, uh, if you want to make a triple A game. Um, but it, uh, if you put in the work, it's, it's a very, um, web, uh, very open market and you, you can have success. Um, so there's really no, no concern from any of the other publishers. And that's obviously because Microsoft is Sony's biggest competitor. They are both platform holders, unlike uh, Ubisoft, Bandai Namco, Warner Brothers, and so on. So, yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm just a little uh, confused that uh, Sony didn't think this through uh, about how this, this looks uh, right now uh, after it, it got public. Um, that's what surprises me the most, honestly. Yeah. No, I, and you're you're absolutely right to say so. Listen, let me before I bring in Mav on the conversation, let me catch up some of the Super Chats. JD yeah. Gamer, who generous friend of the program, drops another Super Chat of $10. Sony is absolutely scared. They reek of desperation, just like Blockbuster did, as a little company called Netflix made them obsolete. And the same arguments we're having about uh, why, why pay more we had then. Interesting. That's absolutely correct. Uh, JD Gamer drops an additional $10 super chat and says, that is, we argued it's worth worth it to pay the late fee because we have access to more movies and a, be and a better keyword here, experience, at Blockbuster versus trying to stream Netflix in the early days. Yeah, and streaming Netflix in the early days was, was tough for sure. Uh, we also have... Um, uh, Gamer by Choice drops an additional $5 super chat and says, uh, I have a PlayStation 5 still in the box from September of 2021, and I think I will keep it. Uh, I, I, I will keep it to sell because I'm starting to think King is right, and this may be the last PlayStation. King has been banging that drum forever. As a matter of fact, I think King is going to sit down with me on Thursday. I just have to confirm that for the new Xbox, vlog, uh, Xbox um, um, show that I do on Thursdays x vlog live uh chaos theory good friend of the program who's been a member for 33 months says um uh once again boom love the content top notch very much in informed keep it up thank you very much for that and jd gamer did something that i didn't even know you could do folks he gifted five subscriptions uh to uh to the channel which is awesome thank you so much for that it's very very kind of you uh, and definitely appreciate it. Gamer by Choice drops uh, an additional $5 super chat and says, Sony reminds me of the person bringing their side piece home and seeing that their spouse in bed with someone else going, are you cheating on me? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Mav, let's get your opinion on this. This is, again, I think the best word I could use for this is uh, hypocrite. Uh, and uh, yeah. again, seeing what Sony has done, what they continue to do, how they continue to herd people, gamers, towards their console, seeing this statement from Sony is at best laughable. What are your points on this? Yeah, it's just funny. I mean, overall, like I agree with Pong. Like I expect this from them because like they're trying to plead to get whatever kind of uh, considerations or con uh, concessions that they possibly can from these trade commissions, right? And that's part of the game for them right now. But it just looks ridiculous when you know the history of Sony and you're actually reading this stuff because it's like you're you're going to complain about them potentially owning a franchise. First off, it's not even your game, right? This is a this is a third party game made by somebody else. And you're saying it can't be replicated, it can't be duplicated, it can't. 
that's bullshit. First off, sorry, excuse the language, but that's BS. Now you can't necessarily replace Call of Duty, but you can replace the money and the revenue because other franchises have come out of the woodworks in the last several years to do astronomical numbers. Fortnite last generation, and they make way more money than Call of Duty does. Like it's just you you can't say that it's a one-off, right? There's new games being uh funded every single year. There's going to be another massive huge game success that's going to take the world by storm that's going to be from a third-party publisher and and Sony's going to have every opportunity to try and money hat exclusive marketing rights and all that kind of stuff um exclusive content and everything just like they always have it doesn't necessarily just have to be call of duty now does it hurt them that they're going to be losing call of duty with that aspect of course it does will it affect console sales of course just like that's why you did it in the first place on your side right that's why you've been doing this that's why you actually went out and got all of those marketing rights the exclusive content that's why you actually went and bought bungie Yes. Right. You're hoping these acquisitions and all these moves that you're making, these money that you're spending is going to affect your business in a positive way. Why would you not assume that Microsoft and Xbox is not trying to affect their business in a positive way? Why? Why else would they go and buy Activision Blizzard? Like, is and it this, just to throw you know, money it, away? It doesn't yeah, make because any sense. Sony can't do it, Mav, because Sony can't do it. That's why they can't, no, they can't, let, let me right? let me say this, Mav, to add to your point. This is coming from a, 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 a publisher in Sony that in the last 18 months have acquired seven studios. Yes. And why did they acquire those studios? It's to affect the console. Right? It's to, to bring people to their ecosystem. At the end of the day, regardless of what the acquisition is, it's to help better the brand. Right. Yes. It's to help promote and do more, do better, do do more things. Now, it doesn't it just doesn't add up with the it, it just as a gamer, like we know this more than probably the actual FTC type people and the Trade Commission oversight committees or whatever that are going to be reading this. They're going to read this. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, this could they could potentially lose that. We gamers actually see this stuff all the time. We understand this. So the alarming thing is like. You see all these lawyers speak and everything. This is where the war, real war is going on. It's going to be coming from people that are freaking politicians and stuff and don't actually know anything about the industry, right? And they're going to be the ones weighing in on these decisions, and that's complete BS in the first place, right? But, like, it's interesting to see all of those other publishers' comments. And they're like, oh, okay. And, it, and there was a lot more talk about... Okay, is, should mobile gaming and console gaming and and subscriptions all be in the same category or not? Right, and that's where I saw some interesting takes. And different publishers had different points of view on that. Right, some of them think it's all one space. Some of them thinks it's different. But like Sony's was like had the longest reply out of all of them. Like they had like a page dedicated to themselves. It's just like Call of Duty <laughs> is so important to us. We can't lose this because we can't replicate it. You don't right. understand what this is going to do. You know what else? You know what else they did that people probably didn't pay attention to? They tried to throw shade at Game Pass, and they built it up. Though they said, "Oh, yeah. Game Pass now represents sixty percent of the streaming 60, service, sixty to seventy percent." Well, yeah, they made yeah. themselves look weak as hell in this yeah. in this article. They made themselves look like they're incapable of doing something as good as Call of Duty, as uh, making the sales. They're incapable of being able to produce Ridiculous. something as quality as game they're, pass. they're the victims math they're the yes victims. Well, the bully like, has been, and you know something <laughs> in, 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 in real what we're leaders, seeing sorry. happens in real life yeah. we see this all the time a kid gets picked on and bullied mm -hmm. for years finally 
The kid is backed up against the wall, has enough, and beats the balls off the bully. And the parents of the bully are in, oh, my God, arrest that kid. We yeah. see that, and this is what that is happening right now in real life in video games. Because that little kid went and learned jujitsu, and the yeah. bully didn't learn jujitsu, so now it's unfair. That's exactly what I was saying. They're, they didn't make these rules of this new game, so now somebody yeah. wants to cry foul because yeah, it, they're not ready. That kid yeah. that's getting picked on has daddy's wallet now. He's getting all these lessons, right? He's like, okay, I'm going to go pay for this. I'm going to get loaded up. I'm, I'm a good. They can't hit me. You know, I got, I got everything I can possibly need now. Like Microsoft is fully invested now, and you're so you're right. Sony can't buy Activision Blizzard, you know. So, but guess what? They there's so many games out there that they can get relationships with. And what the the thing that was really interesting was when they were like, it would take years to be able to have a service that could potentially compete with Game Pass. While meanwhile they're trying to bolster their subscription numbers, like it's uh, 47 million, like it's actually on top right, of Game Pass, right. which is like a completely contra- contradictory. Yes. Again, because it's not yes. even a competing service, right? So you got that going on. And meanwhile, if they're actually concerned with how long it's going to take to compete with a service like Game Pass, why did they start five years too late? Why did they start five years late even trying to get into that ballpark and that ecosystem? Hello. Meanwhile, you're going and you're charging people more for games and crying to a competition committee and all these kind of things about value for consumers and everything, which is what they're supposed to be out looking for when we're getting games for a better price and a subscription service. Microsoft is one of the few companies that has not gone up to $60 games now. And you're one of the first ones that went up to seven 70, right? So Sony's crying to them about value for consumers and all these things when they're the, one of the first ones that up their prices, right? Yeah. Not only that their subscription service, which is inferior to game pass in almost every single way yeah. actually cost more for the premium tier than game pass does 18 bucks versus 15 so it's just like it's so asinine that the actual talking points that they that was actually in this it just comes out like the kid that is like oh woe is me everything's always against me i just like to complain and complain and complain about things even though you know that guy's like got it really good you know what yeah. i mean is the kid's got it really good he does all this annoying stuff all the time but he's complaining about the one time he got like picked on or the guy well, you uh, know what it's funny you say that because Prag- pragmatic eagle in the chat good friend of the program he says this sony's like that spoiled kid that throws sand in the sandbox mm-hmm. and gets away with it until that one kid steps up and punches him in the face and then they'll whine as if uh, if they're yeah, then he goes and tells a teacher right yes. and it's like oh no this is what happened like you don't understand like i was just there playing around kicking sand and this mean bully came over there and punched me in the face you know sony i mean come on just don't make yourself look so weak right yeah, like you can you can at least come out and say like hey um well you know obviously this will affect our business but we are uh have the other businesses that we are operating in, we're trying to figure this out or whatever. I, I don't know. Again, Paul, like Pong said, I did not expect anything different from this, from them, honestly, because they're just trying to make their case and plea, right? They're like begging at this point, please yeah. don't take this away from us because it is huge. They're just and, doing a dirty move yeah. too. They're, on, the, they're on their knees. You can just see them like- They did a dirty oh, move this- though, Mav. Like that's why I said about the 60%, 60 to 70%, they mentioned that because they knew they had to attack it because of the subscription service. Remember Hogue Law yes. spoke on that saying that yeah. they can't they can't go about it on a normal acquisition. They have to talk about something that would make it unfair to somebody. So that's why they went to the subscription service the way they, the way they did. It's funny. It went exactly the way Hogue said they would have to attack it to try to make it, you know, cause an issue for uh, Microsoft to get it passed. 
So that's yeah, just it's their only it's the only case they can try and make is that they can't afford to do a subscription service like like Xbox can, and that, and that's what um, a lot of those are. But that's also it, you know Xbox didn't have the biggest budget when they started Game Pass either. You know what I mean? Like Game Pass grew and Microsoft became more invested because they saw the success of that. Yeah, and if Sony had really started to take that seriously and try to actually look at themselves and realize where the industry was going and be less holding on to the past and more forward thinking with how technology was changing and, and going with, uh, you know, device, uh, play anywhere, you know, uh, play uh, subscription service. You get access to all these different games. They still haven't put any of their own games day one. You got them doing third party games now occasionally, but not even their own games. And you, you were talking about this earlier in the, before we went live boom with last of us, uh, remet remaster make is what I'll call it. Remaster like that, make, I like that. That's that was <laughs> that was the perfect opportunity for them to actually go out there and do one of those games 100%. day one, right? Uh, GT Seven still not even in there. Yeah. Like, come on, there's games that aren't even selling well, like uh, GT Seven and Horizon Forbidden West still are not in there, right? So they are not committed to that 100 yet. If they really wanted to, they could. Right. They could afford to do that right now. They could afford to put these games in there. Instead, what we have them doing is splitting up Yakuza into extra and premium tiers, doing something that they were not. I don't even know where that came from. Right. Like when they announced the Yakuza games are going into their PS Plus service, they put half of them in premium and half of them in extra. Mm-hmm. Even the PS4 games, that's not what the P- that's not what the premium tier is supposed to be about. So now they're trying to play with the numbers and actually add value to premium artificially, pretty much. Like it's just the, what they're doing just doesn't make a lot of sense. They are scrambling right now. It comes across to me trying to figure out how to compete in this new world um, while still hanging on to the old one at the same time. Yeah, and no. uh, this is a complete plea to try and salvage their old way. In, in my opinion, and we'll see. It's not going to change. They're going to keep doing this. It'll be other games that they'll just do it with instead of Call of Duty. But like, it's people that really want to play Call of Duty are still going to be able to on a PlayStation, right? So it's not a huge deal at the end of the day. If even for them, they're still going to make money on those sales, just not as much. Yeah, Daniel, let's get your final point about. It. Before we get your opinion, though, I want to read because Sony really went ham on this questionnaire. Yeah, and I have so I have some more quotes from that. They said this, no other developer can devote the same level of resources and expertise in game development. Even if they could do that, Call of Duty is overly entrenched so that it has no rival. No matter how relevant they are, they can't catch up. They continue, Daniel. It's synonymous with first-person shooter games and essentially defines the category. This is also demonstrated by players' engagement on social media. Call of Duty has over 24 million followers on Facebook versus 7 million for Battlefield and over 12 million followers on Instagram versus 2 million for that uh, for Battlefield. And they also went on to say even in weaker years like 2021's uh, Call of Duty still uh, still managed to outperform most other games by a considerable margin. Call of Duty Vanguard 2021, for example, was widely regarded as a weaker uh, version uh, 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 um, presentation than previous years, but was still one of the best-selling games of 2021. Daniel, hearing uh, Sony going this far to, to for this makes me it for, again. It makes me laugh because yeah. we've seen them go out of their way to lock content 
behind their box. And they're not shy about it, mind you. They, they prominently put their chest out saying, hey, play it here, nowhere else. And they don't care what you think. And what do we do? You, we buy it if you're, that, if you're that interested. For me, Final Fantasy VII is one of my favorite PlayStation games mm-hmm. from the OG of all time. So, of course, I'm going to buy it. I'm not going to wait. And I would have bought it again. But I can't because it's only on PlayStation 5. What are your thoughts on this Every, uh, based on what everyone has said? And what, we want to get your opinion on it. Yeah. So uh, my immediate reaction to this was that it is really funny. <laughs> like, it's just hilarious to me that it, it's effectively these two multi-billion dollar companies <laughs> kind of fighting like school children about this. Um, like they're, they're, it's like they're fighting over a girl almost. Um, but it's, it just doesn't make any sense. Cause like everyone has been saying before, it, it's extremely hypocritical, not only because like, obviously PlayStation has been locking down a lot of third party exclusives in the form of like final fantasy and all these other things. And I've, I've gotten in trouble on my own channel. Uh, oh yeah. You told me about that. For saying that I wasn't happy about <laughs> final fantasy not coming to, to Xbox, not because they had bought up the third party exclusivity to port, but because there was a sticker on the box that said when it was coming to Xbox and then it just never did. Um, but you know, whatever. So, but I actually have no problem with third party exclusives, which I have always said, uh, but it's so funny to me that they're having a problem with this in particular when not only are they consistently going out and buying their own individual studios. And I saw somebody in the chat saying, well, it's different. They're just, they're just buying studios. They're not buying publishers. And it's like, okay, but like they're saying this now and we already know that they have their hand in, in the square Enix cookie jar, right? Like we know that that's happening. Like everyone's been talking about that for for months, if not years. Like that is going to happen, and it's going to be really funny whenever they then have to go through the Brazilian Trade Commission or whatever it's it is. And it's like, okay, well now we're doing, <laughs> now we're doing it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as what, far what as do you the, think happens to Final Fantasy uh, when that does happen, Daniel? Oh, it's it's going to be exclusive. It, it yeah. basically already is. So it may as well just they may as well just finish that off. Like there's, I who cares. Uh, I mean, it's uh, not great, I guess, but if they buy the company, like I, I'm not going to complain about it. The uh, but the the other side of it is like they keep talking about like, oh, we woe is me. We can't make anything that's like Call of Duty. We can't make anything that that competes with it. It defines the first person shooter genre. And on some levels, they're right. Like Call of Duty is massive, but the thing about it is like, okay, first of all, you just bought Bungie, who depending on who you ask is either one of or the best shooter developer on the planet so like josh said it's like well what you just you what about them you just you just got them (laughs) like you don't think they can make anything that that can do this destiny's huge uh and then the other side of it is like you're being like they're complaining that the xbox is going to own call of duty but like xbox has already said that they're going to leave it on playstation it makes more business sense for them to leave it on playstation so they're arguing about where the 30 percent or like where the because they're take 30 percent from every third party deal right or like third party game sold on their system so like they're complaining about where the other 70 percent is going that it's instead of going to bobby Kotick, it's going to phil spencer like what does it change for you the the only thing i can see is that now they won't have the marketing rights to it. And yes, that will affect where some people go to to play Call of Duty. But I would honestly, 
genuinely, I don't think the majority of people who play Call of Duty are even going to know that Microsoft has bought Activision Blizzard. I mean, when they bought Bethesda, I, I was working at Target at the time, and I was the only person in the electronics department who knew that it had happened for like a month. I was talking wow. to, to uh, somebody who who was working in uh, the entertainment section. He, he works, you know, it's books and movies and stuff. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'm probably not going to buy a, a, a new console until the next uh, Fallout comes out. And then I'll buy a PlayStation. I was like, well, you should probably buy an Xbox because they own that. And he's like, what? And it was like months after they had <laughs> oh, wow. done it. So it's like, so it's <laughs> like it. people don't know that this is wow. happening. Like video right. games just that, that the industry Again, side of the it is normies, just not the casual that audience, Josh. Right. Pro- but that dude could probably name all the Kardashians, though. Isn't that something? He I mean, probably could. Yeah. <laughs> you got uh, Chloe. You got shout you. out to Jeff. Uh, but it's just, it's so funny to me that, that they're throwing this fit because, like, they clearly did not want us to see this, right? PlayStation, I mean. Because what they're saying in this brief or whatever this questionnaire is the exact opposite of what they've been saying publicly for years now right there for for years them and their fan base has been like we have the best games we make the best games we make god of war we make ghost of shima we make all of these we make the best games in the industry nothing rivals our lineup and now it's like we're still going to have Call of Duty, but because it's owned by somebody else, now we can't compete anymore. And it's like, what are you talking about? Or like, oh, Game Pass. We'll never be able to do anything that could rival Game Pass. Like, it's going to take years for us to build it up. It's like, hey, dude, you had <laughs> PS Plus and PS Now before Game Pass was a thing. And you just decided to do nothing with it. Like, you can't be mad at the tortoise for finishing the race first when the hare is asleep on the side of the road. <laughs> like it, it, That's a great, like, great analogy. I like, love what, it. Like, w- like, what are we even talking about here? It's. I think it's just hilarious. And I hope that whenever PlayStation inevitably ends up buying Square Enix, that Xbox throws it back at them in the same way. Because yeah. we've only <laughs> seen it in the Brazilian court, which is especially weird to me because it's like, Brazil is not going to be the people who block this deal. Like, they're just not going to do it. They're, they're 80% Xbox. And also, like, they're just not a major competitor. Like... They're not. They're probably just going to go with whatever the FTC says anyway. Which most I, most regions do, like specifically yeah. like the EU and the UK. Yes, they have their own bodies of government that are looking that that are looking over this deal with a fine tooth comb. It's an eighty billion dollar deal. But in the past, Daniel, mm-hmm. what w- m- these other regions look and are guided by is what the a- FTC, the, what what the uh, Department of Justice have to say. If they don't have a problem with it, it's usually just a blanket across the board. Okay, get it done, sign the deal. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, we I think we have to assume that these same arguments are happening in the other courts as well, and we're just not seeing them, right? Because um, those documents are are more locked down. It, it turns out. Um, so maybe this is an argument that they've been having for a while, but it's just so funny to me because it, it reminds me of like, like uh, my, my friend has, has a, has a cat and it'll come up to him and complain that it doesn't have food when there's food in the bowl. And then all he has to do is walk over and like shake the bowl and be like, Hey, there's food in there. And like, that's call of duty to me right now where PlayStation <laughs> is just like, what are we going to do? We don't have anything that can pause. And it's like, okay, you have destiny. Call of Duty's not going anywhere. Like, right. like it, it's right. It's right there, man. Like For now. you're going to be okay. You're literally PlayStation. Yeah. I, I love the, the thing I love about this is that it destroys so many fanboy narratives. Like, it does. It really does. Sony coming out the way they did. It's like, 
oh, Game Pass isn't um, sustainable. Well, not Sony doesn't seem to think that. Yeah. yeah. You know, the oh, um, Microsoft is going to become a third party, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, Sony doesn't seem to think that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All these narratives destroy one by one. It's, wow. it's, it's delicious. Yeah, um, it comes across like, oh, sorry, go ahead. As it just comes across, it's like, Sony's business model is more reflective on their third-party marketing deals than it is than even their uh, first-party games, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how, that's how the mm-hmm. art that's how it comes across. And it's like, um, I, I just would rather Sony like focus on adding value to the consumer and growing their business that way, as opposed to money adding things and gatekeeping the business, right? And this is like something that's a transition for them now that they understand where Microsoft is and they're, how they're going to play now, right? Uh, they're not going to allow this la- what happened last generation to happen again, and right. I think that's a big thing with this. Now it's like, okay, we can't just rely on this. We're going to have to find other games as big as Call of Duty. Wait, what's out there right now? Nothing. You know, there will be games, right? But for them right now, that they relied last gen on Call of Duty and Destiny deals to launch the success of their platform. Uh, yeah. m- meanwhile, Xbox was reeling because of their overpriced and the Connect and bundled in all that stuff uh now microsoft's not struggling right microsoft has the power they also have the price point and they also have a better value service in general so now this is one of the sony's last big at things that they had you know and this is like okay uh that's taken away so i think this is that's why they're so concerned about it uh, almost yeah. seems strategic like phil did yeah. it on purpose Put that investment yeah. more into first party, you know. Um, yeah. what, I wonder what Bungie's next IP is going to be. I bet it's going to be massive. It's going to be a huge deal for them. So yeah. they should be just focusing on that. Apparently, helping out with like what ten or twelve other multiplayer games for yeah, They're trying to compete with Call of Duty, and I guarantee that those like at least some of those games are going to end up being popular. Maybe not Call of Duty popular, but like they're going to make their money back. If, if they mm-hmm. release SOCOM, SOCOM is a, is an iconic PlayStation IP. Mm-hmm. Maybe not Resistance. Resistance for me, Fall of Man, is great. And I would play a multiplayer Resistance. I actually would. That would be kind of cool. Uh, but SOCOM is, if it comes out and it's done as well as it was back in the PlayStation 2 days, uh, it it will it will rival it, it will give Call of Duty a run for its money. I'll just say that. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's uh, the only other thing that I want to say about it is like I understand why PlayStation would be against this because obviously it's something that is going to make them uncomfortable, right? Their competitor becoming a a more powerful brand with you know more IP and more things behind them, like. I understand why that would be worrying for them, especially when we're already going through a time right now where PlayStation is kind of dropping off. And and it's not Xbox's fault. It's it's I don't I, I me personally, I, I tend to blame Jim Ryan for it. I know there's a lot of people who think he's, he's doing great. I disagree. Um, you know, their stock prices are, are falling through the ground. They're in the basement with the spiders. You know, they just put out their, <laughs> they just put out their, their are those spiders from grounded? No, <laughs> maybe hope they better hope so we can slide it to be just like little balls. Otherwise they're screwed down there. But like, you know, their earnings report just came out and it's like, Hey, uh, turns out that people don't buy our first party games. <laughs> like, you know, which yeah. I want that narrative to die That's off. Another now. Narrative. It's like Xbox gamers don't buy games. It's like, you yep. don't even buy your first party games. What are we talking about? Right. Yeah. 
Another uh, narrative destroyed. I just, I, I, I love our new reports. Uh, it's just probably the nerdiest <laughs> thing I've said today. It's just um, funny too, by the way, though, Dan, because like the whole thing is Sony is saying all of this, but while they sit comfortably in first place as the market leader, but Microsoft yeah, is yeah. third. And, and like, they're still doing fine. It's just like their, their company just keeps dropping and dropping. And like, basically since Jim Ryan's taken over and it's like, I understand that he did great things in Europe, but at this point, I mean, I'm starting to wonder if there was somebody else who who should have been getting the credit, and he just ended up catching it instead. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it's it, like, you know what? It's it, it's an interesting theory for sure. Listen, <laughs> folks, we went half an hour past where we were supposed to go. Normally, this is a two hour show, but this was such an enriched conversation that I'm so glad that we're here two and a half hours for you. Let me get to the last super chats, and we'll get everyone out of here. JD Gamer drops an additional five dollars super chat. He says something. As a matter of fact, I have no sympathy for PlayStation. I cry no tears, and I expect Xbox to show no mercy. Xbox is simply doing to Sony what they did to Sega. So I say enjoy the ride, the salt, and the tears. You made your bed, PlayStation. (laughs) And I suppose at the end of that, you should lie in it. Uh, We also have... We have another uh, gamer by choice drops an additional very generous five dollars super chat and says, but now Sony has pub- uh, publicized that they're not confident. So I wonder if they thought about that information hitting their investors will be interesting. That is a great freaking point. That that's yeah, that's why the uh, the gentleman before said that he has concerns about stocks potentially dropping because they said they have no confidence. Um, and Gamer by Choice drops an additional five dollars of chat and says, I wonder what Bungie thinks about Sony Call of Duty statements. So uh Sony, nobody can make Call of Duty Bungie. What WTF do you think we do? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's exactly what Daniel McGee said. That's good stuff. Uh, and I believe I am up to date here. Yes, I am. Okay, so that's Pong, let's get you out of here. Listen, uh, I absolutely loved the smoke that you and um and still bring on every saturday basis on living split screen this particular saturday show was absolutely amazing sell your brand brother tell everyone about that program but where can people find you on other podcasts as well as reach out to you on social media well boom what a day it was great to be back here on xbox factor it's been way too long and obviously to have a full panel like this uh you know shout out to uh, n64 josh and of course boxenberger who both had to leave but it was great to see them and of course umbra mav daniel amazing to be on a show and of course yourself boom again happy that you're you. feeling better uh and back again uh Again, I just love being on these shows and hearing all different perspectives. And this was great. We had some really good topics this week to discuss. So loved it. Chat, you guys were off the charts. All your super chats, all your support, all the love that I see each and every week, all the shows that I visit. Man, I love all of you. So thank you. Nothing but respect for you guys showing up and giving us all of this fantastic support all the time. So thank you. Thank you, all of you as well. Obviously, you can find me, Ponksol, Xbox, Ponksol on twitter you know the drill there thursday nights it's p.m in the p.m over on fun speculations channel pong and mav in the p.m 7 p.m eastern six o'clock central time unless real life it gets to one of us which it does happen <laughs> it and does we happen push it. from time to time it, yes. it does it does but uh <laughs> we've got a great community over there so 
just come on in on Thursday nights. Uh, Mav and I just talking, you know, some of our favorite topics of the week so far. And, and it's, it's a fast two and a half hours or so that we go through um, and just have a great time. So drop in there. And then Friday nights back on Fun Speculation Channel again, of course, for Xbox Ultimate, where we always wind up going left in some way shape or form but we it's a laugh fest over there we still to discuss a lot of great things xbox wise but we have a lot of fun doing it so join us there every friday night 9 p.m eastern eight o'clock central time and then like boom said you want to get your fill of just talk across the entire industry from two dudes who are extremely passionate about this industry and like looking at things from different angles. Listen, you got to join myself and my brother from another steel rain every Saturday morning into the afternoon is what normally happens over on living split screen, split screens, <laughs> all one word, just like Mav and I do on Thursdays. We use, you know, steel and I don't get to talk a lot during the week because our lives are so damn busy. So mm-hmm. Saturday we spend it catching up with what's been going on in the gaming industry, but we've it's always a great conversation. Always just a great, great conversation. So yeah. we start at 10 a.m. Eastern, nine o'clock central time. It's three plus hours. We have been consistently going over four. So if you got stuff to do, have us on. If you got to go run some errands and come back, we're probably still going to be on. Even if you can't listen to us while you're gone, that's fine. People do that all the time in our chat. So just join us every Saturday, a living split screen again. 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central Time in the morning. And then, of course, Saturday night's The Shop Podcast, PTK Blam's channel. Awesome, awesome show. Always has amazing guests on. Please join us there. It's a great way to end your Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. It's PTK. It's fuzzy. It's myself. And normally, PTK has somebody from the community joining us, which is just always a great time. So be there. Otherwise, people, it's the golden age of gaming. Some people are calling it platinum, whatever you want to call it. If you're calling it the best time ever to be a gamer, you are 100% correct. So get out there, enjoy it, play what you love, love what you play, and I'm going to talk to you all real, real soon. Thank you, brother. And speaking of math, sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone about the number of podcasts that they should tune into and add to their weekly roster of listens. And more importantly, where can people reach out to you on social media? Yeah, great show, guys. Great show, boom. Uh, so it's fun being back here. Um, yeah, so if you want to check out what we got going on on Mondays, we usually have FSP. I haven't been able to do that the last two weeks. Just work, 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 and I was yeah. too exhausted, you know, to even try. But uh, Thursday, we do have PM in the PM, like Pong Soul said over on Fun Speculation on YouTube. And then Friday's Xbox Ultimate Podcast uh is at 9 p.m eastern and like punk said we go left a lot and this week we got a lot to celebrate because this friday night at 9 p.m eastern we will be celebrating our 100th episode oh snap that's awesome dude congratulations that's huge time has flown by episode 100 will be here on friday night so we're looking forward to that um and then on uh let's see on what I already said FSP. I'm getting confused now, boom. I don't know how you do it. And so, uh, and Dude. how Pong does this? How, how does Pong have the same outro, like word for word, almost <laughs> every single week, man? Um, I got to say one other thing, Pong, for living split screen. You can probably watch the Snyder Cut and then come back and you guys would still be live. Probably. It's absolutely amazing. <laughs> I love you. I love what you guys do on Saturday mornings. But yeah, get, come check us out on uh, YouTube, Fun Speculation, especially Friday night this week. We're going to have a blast. And then, um, like I said, Punk said, uh, PM in the PM. And then, uh, hey, game streams and more, you know, Twitter, fun speculation. You can find out when I'm going live. I hit the notification bell on there and 
I play whatever. I play lots of different stuff. So just come and hang out and have some fun. Yeah, absolutely, brother. Thank you so much. That rain in the chat says PlayStation reminds me of the Ark in the Office, where Michael starts his own paper company and then moves to a dingy office, laughing my <laughs> ass off. Yeah, indeed. Uh, but listen, Umbra, sell your brand, brother. Uh, where can people reach out to you to strike up a conversation, but also talk about your weekly podcast that is dedicated to everything Xbox, and you have quite the panel. Indeed, indeed. Well, for for one, I want to thank you all. You know, just it was a great panel today. Uh, the legendary uh, man of a million podcasts, uh, Pong Soul, <laughs> <laughs> and my boy and my brother uh, Mav. You know, and boxing, like you said, and Josh, and of course Daniel. Uh, you guys are great, and boom! I want to thank you again, brother, for bringing me on and you know putting me into this suit. Uh, it's great to have you here every week, bro. For sure, I appreciate it. I appreciate it, and uh, of course, I want to thank the chat. You guys are excellent. I, I hope someday we can kind of grow our uh, chat to to be as loyal and and you know as faithful as you guys are on the uh, Xbox Infinite podcast. Which leads me to the next one. You all can find us me on the Xbox Infinite podcast on Fridays at eight o'clock Eastern. <clears throat> seven o'clock uh central um and of course here on tuesdays and if you can find me on twitter under umbra infinite or infinite umbra you'll find me either way thanks brother thank you and definitely check out the xbox infinite podcast great group of podcasters uh and uh again it's 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 something i enjoy it's it's been it's been put into my weekly listens and it's well worth your time folks definitely check it out daniel mcgee sell your brand brother tell everyone about their your, your incredible youtube channel <laughs> and again it's not just videos that are five minutes and you're gone he drops really good lengthy videos that bring a ton of information occasionally when he mentions final fantasy people get mad but it's most for the most part it is really really good stuff like uh where can people reach out and just subscribe to your channel daniel but more importantly reach out to you on social media yeah uh so you can find me on twitter at daniel j mcg or on youtube at just daniel mcg uh actually just recorded a uh a video talking about all my predictions for god of war ragnarok i think it's nice. gonna be a wild ride so i gotta get that edited it should be up the next couple of days um so that'll be fun uh thanks for having me on the show I had a lot of fun as always it's great having uh pong and mav on uh, don't don't get to work with you guys too often. I, I'd love to change that. Um, and of course, always good to be with uh, with Boom and Umbra. Thank you, brother. Dad. Well, glad to be you're part of the uh, the the weekly show for sure. Uh, Umbra uh, Crispy Bomb says send him an invite for the podcast. He will, he wants to jump on with you guys, and that's that that'd be a great uh, nice. guest to have. For I think I think we had Crispy before, but oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I'll have them again. We had Mav, yourself, Pong, actually, and Danny, too. <laughs> yes. That's yes, right. we have assimilated all of you all. No, um, <laughs> no, thank you all for coming through. We got to do better, by the way, of like honoring you guys when you come through the show. Like, I look nah. at Xbox International, and they'll, they'll do this MVP like list thing. I love those guys over there. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's another great podcast for Good sure. fellas. Good fellas. And they, I like the way they honor their guests. And I got, we got to do a better job at that. We got something in the plans in the works, so. Nice, nice. You well, can do what folks. we did on when we had Mike Mullis on last week. We just made fun of him for like three hours. Oh, <laughs> roasted him. Roasted him. <laughs> nice. Not a roast. Nobody wants to get roasted. All right. I got to make sure to come through, by the way, for you guys' 100th episode. I know we'll be doing our podcast almost exactly the same time, but yeah, we'll try to wrap it up. Yeah, dr- yeah. Dr- I'll, I'll pop on there for, for a few minutes as well, Mav, uh, to celebrate with you guys. Just uh, send me the invite. I'll jump on. 
Oh, right on, my man. thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll pop on. Yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely something to be celebrated. It's hard to run a uh, run a channel, folks. Uh, on today, we broke some records. We had 521 people in the chat live watching, which is nice. freaking awesome. Uh, big shout out to everyone that dropped incredible amounts of super chat. And again, uh, we just had our $400 giveaway last Friday on Breakfast with Boom. Everyone has officially gotten their prizes. And uh, again, the super chats, we, we tucked them away for a rainy day. And the next big one, a $500 giveaway, is going to be Boom's birthday bash at the end of September. Right, my birthday, but you get the presents. And all you got to do to win, folks, is be in the chat. That's right. We're giving $500 worth of digital giveaways for Boom's annual, fourth or fifth annual Boom's birthday bash. And uh, again, big shout out to everyone in the chat. Thank you so much for supporting Double Barrel Gaming. want to thank you for making us almost, we're, we're close to 11K. Hopefully by the end of the year, we'll hit 12, but let's get to 11 first. And we're a couple, uh, just a little under 200 away. If you're finding the channel for the first time, please consider subscribing. We do four live shows per week. And it's always a lot of fun with a lot of incredible community members uh, as well. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to close out today's show with something that is important to me, folks. Hopefully one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he would say, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. We'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. Take care, everyone.